Hello everyone, welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. My name is Patrick, I am joined by Seth and Josh this week. No, Steven, you are listening to episode 27. Uh, grand show as always. Say hi everyone. Hey everyone. Howdy. So, do we think it's because Steve had to, like, repeat a grade in Clown College? Because that's kind of my going theory. Oh, uh, no, no, no. So, this week he's doing... So, he's going to be gone for two weeks. This week he's doing the Tour de France um, on his hands, uh, running it. Um, oh. So, and then next week he'll be doing the Isle of Man. You know, the... Also on his hands? Oh, uh, maybe. At 300 kilometers an hour. I thought what was happening was because, um, at, because the PlayStation set of play just happened, he refuses to come on and talk about it. So all the talking is going to be done with his therapist instead. I understand. That's fair yeah, enough. Yeah, Microsoft stocks you know went what? down pretty hard. Look, <laughs> after seeing Final Fantasy 16's gameplay, I also needed therapy. So, yeah. <laughs> Understandable, really. Can't wait to talk about that. Uh, mostly a news-dominated seg- uh, thing this week, probably. We got a lot of stuff to cover. Uh, state of play being one of the main things. Uh, but, of course, before we do that, we have to ask the obligatory question. Who's got Krispy Kreme? <laughs> I didn't this week. I did get donuts from Woolworths and they're awful. So, you know, Krispy Kreme, you know, maybe that's what I should have got. Yeah, probably. Really learning lessons here. Patrick, you did show us something Krispy Kreme related earlier in the week, though. Would you like to talk about that? Not really. Uh, I am quite disappointed that Krispy Kreme would go and sponsor Udi or Udi or however the hell you say that product. Uh, Is it a sponsor or just a collaboration? Does it matter? I guess not. <laughs> They're not collaborating or sponsoring us, and that's the yeah, problem. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We like we're missing out. You just give everyone that listens to the podcast a donut. <laughs> <laughs> How would you collaborate with a physical thing with a, a digital medium like that? Uh, every donut contains a USB stick that contains our, our greatest hits. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, in so the center, like by jelly. Code or something, or like a, a code that we, they could get and get free donuts or cheaper donuts no, or I, something. I, I like my I like the USB donut better, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All you need to do is just download this free RAM. Um, no, that's it'd fair be enough. like it'd be like the old like uh, cornflakes things and stuff where you like bite into a donut, but this time it's like a disc of Age of Empires too. <laughs> <laughs> man, remember when they did game discs and cereal boxes? They were great, man. That's how I got half of my taste in games. I think. <laughs> what about your taste in cereal? <laughs> well, I didn't eat the discs afterwards, so I don't know if they <laughs> quite correlated. <laughs> it did look kind of tasty though. Uh, well. No sense in beating around the metaphorical bush. Might as well go straight into around the lounge for this week. Uh, Josh, what do you... Uh, actually, I don't even know where this fits in. We do an album or around the lounge first? You pick. Um, well, I don't really have anything for around the lounge. I, I can say a little bit about Diablo Immortal and a, a tiny bit about Final Fantasy X. Um, but otherwise, album. So. All right, but- so that'll be around the lounge segment. That's fine. Thank you. You can stop talking now. Seth, what about you? I finally did it. I finally finished Ace Attorney Free Trials and Tribulations. My god. The man himself. Is that it? <laughs> you I, sort I, of left I, that one hanging there, I, man. I, I, yeah, I thought you were going to say something else after that. So I was just like, <laughs> okay, he, he's, 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 he's um, taking me out of the segment and he's going to finish it off. <laughs> What it's like, show and, to? It's it's like, like show and tell where like you, you show up and you're super proud of it and you present it and the teacher's like, is there anything else? <laughs> no, <laughs> was, no, that's was there, it. <laughs> was, there something, was there something better? Something more worth my time? Ace Attorney is definitely worth people's time. Thank you it's very a, much. If you shorten it down, it sounds like a Star Wars robot. It'd be like AC3TNT. 
It'd be That's weird. A- Thank you for that, Josh. TNT. It, it, would it be what, sorry? A- AA, Ace Attorney. I don't oh, know yeah, where you got Ace Attorney. I don't know from. where I got the C from. I don't know. So A A T T. It's just the it's just the American um, phone carrier. It's AT and T. Well, no, that's the Star Wars Walker. Oh, isn't that isn't that an A A T A T S T A T A T S T and A T What's the other one? A T A T A T A T. Yeah. Okay. There you I go. thought that was the precursor for the TI eighty eight calculator. See, I only know it's called it's the ad ad because everyone was going the ad ads in Kingdom Hearts four. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just two at symbols, like you know, you shift two. Oh my god! <laughs> Isn't that the Twitter handle? No, for the, for the it's, ATAT, it's, it might be. <laughs> no, the Twitter handle is Fast Travel Lounge missing an L. Would it be clever if true. there was actually an official ATAT uh, Twitter handle that just had at and then just AT? Because then it'd be ATAT. That'd be great. See. Here, AT is also Auckland Transport, so, you know, just more, more confusion to the mix. We need to stop saying AT, AT before I start thinking about it in my sleep. <laughs> what about 8181? Um, there was a uh, Chinese family that tried to name their kid the at symbol, uh, just because- <laughs> Elon in- Musk? <laughs> <laughs> Shockingly, no. <laughs> um, just because the, the symbol uh, matched up with, like- uh, uh, like uh, a word um, in the language, but it just it would have been easier to just write the at symbol as as the child's name. Uh, got That's tonight, cool, unsurprisingly. Actually. But yeah, no, it would have been kind of dope. If um, I was named just at symbol, I'd be pretty happy. That's pretty dope. I mean, it's all fun and games until you try and get the email though. You know, at at you know <laughs> gmail dot com. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, actually, terrible. even just putting your name in webs in forms on websites would just it'd just be like no, use a proper character. <laughs> Is this a sequel injection attack? What's happening? Yeah. Uh, no, fair enough. Uh, for me this week, not a huge amount to add. I've been following some of the Diablo Immortal news, and I've seen Top Gun Maverick twice. <laughs> twice, wow. Twice, even. Yeah, I'll probably end up talking about that. Oh, uh, speaking of movies, I did want to add one more thing that I did do this week. Uh, I ended up watching Morbius. I morphed out what? over the weekend. Oh my how god. Did, how did, how did you... this never come up? Yeah. I mean, holding it in to tell you guys on the podcast. And then you nearly forgot. It was only because <laughs> I mentioned Top Gun. Man, we would have gone through an entire episode. You would have been like, oh, I forgot to morb with the boys today. Oh my Shit. god, it's literally morbid time. It's, it's like, it's actually a morbid time. This is wild. <laughs> it's actually morbid time. We are so close to the mighty morbid Power Rangers right now. God, I've seen I've seen um edits of that, and someone one time when someone said it's Morbin time, I just had that stuck in my head for like an entire day. Mighty Morbin Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, well, I I feel like we all know what the most important news of the week is. Then, Seth, tell us about Morbius. <laughs> uh, Morbius is a disappointment because he never says it's Morbin time in the movie. It is a two out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> did he? Did he? Did he sweep at least? He he did not sweep. Oh what if they just released Morbius two, and it's just him sweeping with a broom for an hour and a half, saying it's Morbin time on repeat? <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the, the after credit scene is him saying it's Morbin time. <laughs> no, in actuality, it was like we we watched it as a bit on um on uh, Trinity's Discord, and uh, I don't know. It, it was just like. 
Okay, let's watch Morbius just for the heck of it, because everyone's talking about it. Everyone knows this shit, but let's just see it for ourselves. And it was a complete nothingness for two and a half hours, I think it was, or one and a half hours. So it wasn't even a bad movie to the point of being an entertaining bad movie. It was just nothing. Yeah, it was You may just... as well have watched The Cement Wall. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, I really enjoyed that you went and saw Mighty Morbin Power Rangers with Jared Leto himself, kept it in from all of us. And now Steve's not here. Steve has no idea what's about to hit him. <laughs> yeah. No. We, we gotta make sure he does listen to this podcast. Well, this would be a good test. Uh, this would be a good just test. Just su subtly drop it's Morbin time in the group chat and see what he says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be fair, we do that every day and then he just realized there's a gif of the entire movie that plays in real time. <laughs> That's excellent. Uh, so complete nothingness for two hours. So let's let's get into that. <laughs> Was there any good nothingness in it? Uh, there's a scene where um I don't remember the actor's name, but um uh, the main Jared villain. Jared Leto. No, no, the the villain of the movie. Uh, he was a yeah, well, he was well, a, like well, some would argue that Jared Leto is the main villain. Like on a metaphysical level. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt Smith. Matt Smith. There's a scene where Matt Smith is in that. Yeah, he's the yep. villain. He's the Milo the villain in it. Um, does he do a good job at least? He he does a good job with what he's given. Um, okay, that's that makes me happy. Okay, there, poor there, Matt Smith. Jesus. There is a scene at the beginning, like when he first starts to mob, where he kills a bunch of the cops, and then he just starts <laughs> dancing over their dead bodies. Please tell me that's a real term. <laughs> a, a what? Wait, like he, he starts, starts the more, please tell me that's actually a thing in the movie. It's not. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, that, that, it was just something we were all yelling in the chat every time someone starts <laughs> using their powers. We'd say they're starting to morb or they're morbing out. It, it's, it's just what you have to do with this movie. Where um, are we morbing, boys? Uh, yeah, so he kills a bunch of cops in a subway and um, he starts dancing over their dead bodies. And that, that's the first good part. The second good part is where um, after like this, it, it cuts from uh, Jared Leto back to Matt Smith. And he's, um, he's dancing and he's doing the same dance while getting dressed in like really nice outfits while a song is yelling have sex in the background. All what? I'm getting from this is that it's a mix between Spider-Man 3 where he's doing that weird dance and... Um, and the, the Joker. Joker. The Joker, yep. yeah. Matt That's <laughs> wild. Morbius wishes that the dances in the It's Move were as good as the Spider-Man free dance. That that <sighs> dance is iconic. <laughs> is is there anything that's straight bussin' in Morbius though? Absolutely not. Sheesh! <laughs> Sheesh! Ninety-nine <laughs> percent of the food you see in this movie is drinking blood. Oh, that's that's that that's definitely Definitely has nothing on, on Art May's meatloaf. Sheesh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Also, <laughs> the the post credit scene in this movie is the worst <laughs> post credit scene I've ever seen. It's just does it does it just say I'm sorry? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um. So there's there's two of them. There's a there's the mid one where it's um it has Michael Keaton just randomly dropping in from the MCU universe into this universe after what happened in No Way Home. Um. No idea why he's getting transported here at all, but yeah, is this a Marvel movie? Uh, it's a Sony. Morbius is a Marvel character, but it's uh, the one of the ones that are owned by Sony. So yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're their own universe separate from the MCU. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
So he comes in from the MCU into the Sony Marvel universe and then it cuts away, does another bit of extra credits. And then uh, in the second post credit scene, it shows um, Jared Leto driving into the um, into the desert and then he waits and Michael Keaton in his full vulture getup uh, arrives there and he's like, thank you for meeting me. Um, thank you for Morgan. <laughs> thanks for meeting <laughs> me. Um, I got, I, I've been transported here. I think it has something to do with Spider-Man. We should team up. And then <laughs> Jared Leto just looks into the camera and goes, intriguing and then it cuts to black <laughs> i what i was waiting for who's spider-man yeah i i i first of all how the fuck does um vulture think that this has anything to do with spider-man because he just teleported through a portal into a jail cell and second of all yeah uh morbius doesn't know who spider-man is they haven't said yeah, so spider-man yet in this universe the, the way that you describe that, it sounds so much as if uh, Charlie White, Mr. Penguin Zero, Mr. Moist Critical himself, was describing a piss take of the end of Morbius, but you're telling me that's actually what happened. That is actually the end of Morbius, yes. It genuinely sounds like Intriguing. an SNL skit. <laughs> <laughs> it really does sound like an SNL skit, the more I think about that. Uh, the last thing I guess I'll mention on Morbius is that, um, remember, does anyone remember the first trailer where they have this uh, small joke where some, uh, he's beating someone up and they ask who he is and he like makes, uh, the, the Morbin face yelling, I'm Venom, scares them. And then he's, uh, pats them on the face and goes, I'm kidding. My name's Michael Morbius. I, I'm going to stop vaguely. you there. I don't think anyone's seen the trailers, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, Patrick just said vaguely. Um, they cut out the part where he, he makes it a joke by saying, I'm kidding, I'm Michael Morbius. So they just have the, the part where he scares him by going, I'm Venom, and then the guy runs off. I have no idea why they cut that out, <laughs> but the one attempt that they had at a joke is gone. I mean, if that was. I don't know, the says, attempt I'm of a Venom, joke that is Morbius as the entire exists. movie is still a pretty good joke. Oh, but this is then, part of the same universe as the um the new Venom movies. But doesn't Spider-Man exist in that? Not in not yet. No, 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 no. Um, like canonically, uh, the, doesn't Venom come after Spider-Man in most of them? In most now, stories, now, yes. But these movies yeah. got set up before a Spider-Man for this universe did. Well, I you're, see. you're thinking of the Spider-Man three approach. I, we we I, don't do that here. Okay. <laughs> I dare I. Sorry. <laughs> take I'll, take I'll our mate's loaf and go elsewhere, good sir. <laughs> um, <laughs> for real, for so, real. Seth, <laughs> every fucking time. Uh, so, Seth, I have a question for you. Uh, do you think Morbius is one of the films of all time? It is definitely <laughs> one of the films of all time. <laughs> Interesting. Made a more do billion you, dollars. Yeah. Do, do you think it was worth the? Do, do you think it's worth part of the three hundred and forty-two more billion dollars it's made at box office? <laughs> yeah. We're gonna, um, We're gonna die. <laughs> Three hundred forty-two million. That's um. That seems a bit high, wasn't it? Eighty-four thousand in its second run <laughs> on the on the first Friday. Yeah, it was eighty-four thousand for yeah. the box office total across the that. entire fucking world. I don't know if we mentioned that last week, but yeah, um, they brought back Morbius into theaters because it, um, all the memes were like, I guess it made some heads at Sony think, oh, people people are enjoying it now. People will watch it this time service. for the meme, right? <laughs> they'll they'll watch it this time, right? People. People like it, right? It's like, no, we're <laughs> laughing at you, not with you. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, it, it the, absolutely tanks, and it's probably cost uh, Sony millions of dollars for doing that, which is hilarious. The piece that I hate the most is that it's still, regardless of all the memes, still pulled in so much more money than something like Everything Everywhere All at Once, and man, 
so much of a better film just got absolutely just ankles broken as a result of this meme of a movie taking its spotlight. It yeah. also had a lot smaller of a budget though, so like making money compared to what Morbius did. <laughs> Like, comparatively, percent-wise, I'm sure know. it's grossing a lot I don't higher. think Everything Everywhere All at Once made $342 more billion, Josh. Yeah, but if you're looking at, like, like gross percent in profit, it probably made more compared to its budget. Reminder that the Emoji Movie, in percentage, made more than Spider-Verse did. Stop. Stop doing this. <laughs> that must have made at least $400 more billion. <laughs> Stop I'm glad guns are illegal in Australia, I'm gonna shoot myself. <laughs> Good God. Uh. <laughs> so I have to ask, Seth, what would you rate this film of all time out of 10? Uh, Morbius out of 10. It's Morbin time. <laughs> Perfect. It's, it's own scale. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't have anything more to add to that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for enduring that for the rest of us. You're welcome. I hope everyone else watches Morbius now because of me. <laughs> I hope they don't for their sakes. They're about to get $84,001. Uh, cool. Josh, album of the week. What is it? So I couldn't think of a good album to do. So I was like, all right, well, what can I pull out of my ass at the last second? Right. And I was like, well, <laughs> standard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Standard. You standard whole, me. You, you had a whole two weeks to set this up. <laughs> I, I honestly I had one planned and I forgot it and I lost the little note thing because I had to reset my thing on my phone that I use of the apps so I lost my notes of the, like I had like six weeks planned out but anyway so I was like okay well what's a good soundtrack that I can talk about that's a meme about half an hour before we started and I decided that I'm gonna choose um yeah the, 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 the Shrek soundtrack, soundtrack. <laughs> no, oh, no the, the, the Shrek soundtrack I was expecting the um uh 30 seconds to Mars uh what's the one with the kill on it uh, I don't know. I listened to like one song when I was 16 by them and I haven't listened to them since. <laughs> I've listened to yeah, two enough. songs, so that's double. Shrek wow, soundtrack. Shrek, Shrek soundtrack goes pretty hard though. It Shrek does. soundtrack goes absolutely hard. It's so mm. good. There's not a bad song on that soundtrack. I, well, uh, there is a time and place for Hallelujah. That's all I'll say. Hallelujah is one of my all time favorite songs, but it is, it, it definitely has its time and places. I will admit. I just mean when when you're coming when you're coming down from like uh, accidentally in love is is Shrek one right is that Shrek two that's Shrek one accidentally in love is Shrek two is it yes counting crows Shit. Shrek two yeah actually let me look up the track list it's uh oh, I, I this page, is this so. is your segment you tell yeah. me no no it's definitely Shrek two so Accident, accidentally in love is Shrek two's soundtrack it is Shrek two yeah so it's stay home then I'm a believer. I'm like, a believer wow. is so good. I'm a believer. <laughs> Smash Mouth in general are such, so underrated. Uh, anyway, uh, it is you I have loved. Best years of our lives. Bad reputation. My beloved monster. You belong to me. All star. Hallelujah. I'm on my way. I'm a believer and true love's first kiss. And the, the I'm a believer version is uh, Eddie Murphy right before he slapped uh, old mate. <laughs> that was oh, Will no, Smith. That was Will Smith, wasn't it? <laughs> Why am I getting confused? God, all black people look the same to you, don't they? <laughs> no, they're just comedians that also sing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Will Smith did Will Smith did comedy, right? I think he did stand up comedy. Yeah, Will Smith yeah. did comedy. Yeah. He did um the Fresh yeah. Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, that wasn't funny though. <laughs> no, it was all right. It was pretty funny. I um, while we're on the topic of um of uh, Shrek sound uh, soundtrack, so um the fairy godmother singing um 
God, what's the song? I'm uh, she sings. Up for a hero. Um, I need a hero. Up for a hero. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, um, yeah. the very godmother singing that. It's such a good song. Like she killed it. It's so it. good. She absolutely killed it. And like, like the like the fact that someone animated that <laughs> one, it, it would hurt me listening to the song to be able to put it in order that many times, like to to, to actually animate it correctly. And I whoever did that, I feel so sorry for them. Um, and second, like holy shit. Brilliant. I, I feel like they Absolute had so masterpiece. much. I feel like they had so much more fun um, animating on Shrek too, since it was a much bigger thing. Um, apparently, when they were doing Shrek One, uh, people would be taken off other projects yes. and sent to Shrek as punishment. As punishment, <laughs> yeah. And it became right. the no, bigger no, film. They, they were taken off. Um, they, they were taken off. Uh, not was Arabian another Nights. movie that wasn't popular. Um, <laughs> yeah. of Egypt, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. And then they got sent to like the Shrek dungeon, and the Shrek turned out to be a much better film. Everyone, everyone called the process of being sent to a Shrek dungeon as being Shrek. Like, honestly, ten out of ten. And you and you walk in there, and it's Mike Myers in the voice booth going, "It's Mormon time," and you're like, "I don't get that reference yet." And he just stares at you dead in the like dead ass in the eyes and goes, "You will." This line is twenty years in the making. You might not understand. But your kids are gonna love it. <laughs> uh, that also, it came uh, like around the time uh, the Pentaveret uh, was coming out, which is something else I watched. Uh, another Mike Myers thing. Um, he he said, came out and said that he loves doing uh, Shrek projects and he'd be happy to do Shrek once a year. Yeah, that's right. That was part of one of the interviews he did for that. Yeah, I, I honestly, was excellent. honestly, I I can kind of see it. He does seem to like really enjoy doing the role. It's it's definitely a him role. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can't imagine anyone else doing it, to be honest. Um, right. So, fun facts about it: it peaked at number one on the uh, the US soundtracks board and number two on the Aria charts in Australia. <laughs> nice, so, well deserved. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely well deserved. So yeah, that's that. Fun. Uh, what's your favorite song on that album, Josh? Um, I I don't think I could choose a favorite song, but if I had to. It would probably be Hallelujah. But what if somebody once told me that the world was going to roll me, and the only way to stop that from happening was for you to pick the correct favorite song on the album? I, I can't. I, hallelujah <laughs> has a very special place in my heart, so I think I have to I have to say Hallelujah. What about you guys? Well, that's fair. I I will have to go with All Star. Like just just the one. One second of Psalm and yeah. it's, just, it's gone. And, and, him, gone. and him slamming open the outhouse door. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> just that one frame, I'm done. I, I absolutely <laughs> love it. It's, it's absolutely excellent. Like, I don't think I could choose Very a favorite iconic. for that exact reason. There's just yeah. both of those are just amazing. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I um, as you probably figured out, uh, I assumed that Accidentally in Love was Shrek 1, not Shrek 2, but that's probably my favorite song from that soundtrack. All right, now what about um, from the, the correct soundtrack, Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, All-Star, definitely up there. Definitely up there. Um, uh, I don't know. It's like, I think Shrek 1, it's, it's kind of like a mood-based thing. Like, I think de facto, All-Star Smash Mouth, definitely top, but there will be moments when it's like, you know what? I'm actually kind of vibing on my way right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Or even like bad reputation, if you like, it, it, it slaps. It goes real hard, especially and, that wrestling scene in the movie. Ten and, out of ten. And I'm a believer is always great as well. Another Smash yeah. Mouth classic. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. All right. Well, that's album of the week. Cool. Do you want to keep it movie based, Patrick, and go on to Top Gun? 
Quite, why not? Um, That's a Pokemon. True, true. Let's talk about that. Shout out to why not? <laughs> um, I went and saw Top Gun Maverick. I uh, so um, I went with a bunch of people from work uh, today. You know, just before recording this, uh, which was cool. And uh, so th- this was like an agreed upon thing, like two or three weeks ago now. But uh, my parents were up and they were like, oh, you know, while we're here, why don't we, why don't we see it in IMAX? And they'd also already seen it. So uh, I think everyone in my family has now seen this movie twice. <laughs> um, was it worth watching twice? So th- this one, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's, it kind of depends on where you're coming, coming at this from, right? So uh, my, my dad's favorite film of all time, I'm pretty sure, is Top Gun. So I've seen this film way too many times. like. I, I can't tell you, I can't give you a figure, but it's like whatever number you're thinking of, it's probably that. And then maybe a bit more. I was thinking uh, just, 72. Okay. That, that's kind of high, but you, you know, <laughs> like for, for, for the sake of argument, let's, let's just keep it. Yeah, sure. 72. Uh, let's just round it up to an even hundred, shall we? I don't know, we say 27 um, because that's the episode number. Yeah. Well, there we go. Um, but I, yeah. So I, I now enjoy watching Top Gun, but I don't know if it's because I myself came to that conclusion (laughs) or I got Stockholmed into it by my parents. So naturally when Top Gun Maverick came out and I saw it in IMAX, I went, this is also now one of like, uh, like this is also now a super excellent film that I really, really enjoy. Uh, And I think in Maverick's case, uh, it is a a super fun film to enjoy, but I don't know if that's because I enjoyed Top Gun so much because of the Stockholmy thing. So if you didn't enjoy Top Gun 1, I don't think Maverick is going to suddenly make you go, oh, wow, Top Gun's amazing. However, if you even had a passing enjoyment of Top Gun 1, you will really like Top Gun Maverick. Um, it, it, I think, as a film, is actually better than the first one, which I've heard is an opinion shared by a few people. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's not going to win um, Oscars for, like, crazy deep story or anything. It's still a very America first... It's basically a two-hour <laughs> promo for joining the Navy. <laughs> yeah, I just imagine Top Gun as, like, being a very good popcorn movie. It's not going to win many awards unless it's, like, specifically in certain genres, but lo- not, like, best picture or anything. It's just something you sit down and kind of, like, enjoy, like, a summer blockbuster. See, I think I think it might actually be in with a shot at something like best picture, because the, like, even though the storytelling and the drama isn't all there, the amount of work that they did to kind of make it a complete package, it's actually, like, it's got massively high production value. Like, so much of what's in that film is just straight up what they filmed in real life. And I've seen it twice now, and that's still crazy to me. <laughs> like, there is a scene where one of, so, um, uh, when a fighter jet has to uh, climb up steeply and then dive steeply, it will invert at the top and then climb and then sort of like fly upside down to dive. Uh, and so the shot, like one of the shots of one of the actors doing that is them uh, with a strap that's slightly too loose. And so they slam their head on the roof of the cockpit. And so the actor at the time, because I ended up just seeing a bunch of sort of behind the scenes stuff because it was super interesting to me. So the actor at the time was like, oh man, there's no way we can use that take. And that's the one that they ended up using because it was so authentic that... Um, you know, that that's not faked. That was him actually just almost falling out of his seat when he was upside down in a fighter jet. Uh, that, that shit's uh, insane to me. 
Like, yeah. so much, so much of it was, like, filmed, like, on actual planes and so many actual stunts done. And it's, like, that, that's got to take up so much of the budget to teach the actors how to do that. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that they had to go through a, um, like, rigorous three-month, uh, like, preparation course to even just be allowed near the planes. Just because if anything were to happen, there's so much extra stuff that you just need to be able to do or need to know how to do, you know, for your safety. Um, which... I don't know, say what you will about Tom Cruise, but my god, <laughs> that that man is dedicated. I'm, I don't think I'll ever be uh, a member of Scientology, but if it continues churning out excellent films, you know, keep, keep being you, Tom. Um, fucking crazy what he gets up to. Uh, I think he actually looks better in this one than he did in the first one. Uh, Jesus. Like he, 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 he hasn't aged. <laughs> he's, he's aged backwards, and then Val Kilmer, um, you know, by comparison, uh, just looks so much older and that's partially because um you know he had some health issues like he um recovered from throat cancer which like that's that's a struggle in and of itself actually um speaking of that uh something that i so <laughs> i feel kind of bad about this but i um i'm getting a little bit sick of movies uh doing like close-ups on phones when they're doing a text message back and forth between characters because generally that's the only thing that's happening and you're basically just looking at it's not even looking at a subtitled film you're just looking at subtitles for a few seconds because there's nothing else happening on screen it's just the message list and so Top Gun does this a little bit in Maverick and so at the time I was like oh that's you know seems a little bit uh crutchy in terms of plot device and stuff uh and then um uh, uh, and so that whole back and that whole exchange is between Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer, um, keeping this fairly because he yeah, couldn't spoiler, properly. Oh my god, spoiler light. Yeah, but that that's the thing. And so, um, and so you know he goes to meet Val Kilmer, and uh, Val Kilmer uh, is you know still typing, but he actually does speak in the movie. And so uh, I went, oh well, you know if he can speak, I get that it's painful and everything, but I still uh, I'm I'm not a hundred percent on board as to why they put so much more emphasis on the text message when. Uh, like, it wasn't really clear to me what the link was other than he was in Top Gun 1 for why he was such a big character in Top Gun Maverick. And then I found out that part of his recovery from throat cancer was that th it was that it irreparably damaged his voice and he, he speaks with, like, uh, an assisted voice box. And so mm. then I went, okay, that makes a bit more sense. And then I found out that they actually went further than that and they did a whole bunch of whatever the audio equivalent of deep fake is where him speaking in Top Gun Maverick is as close as they can get to what he would sound like if he was speaking unassisted, because he cannot sound like he does in Top Gun Maverick in real life anymore, just because of the throat cancer and the health issues. So huh. that just put it on an entirely another level of, holy shit, like, they they did everything sort of as, uh, what's the word? Not, not necessarily as authentic, but, like, all of the stunts are real. All of this was done, like, they they spared no expense to tell the story that they wanted to tell. And having now seen it twice and appreciating all the bits of it that I sort of missed the first time and things, it's like, oh man, they fucking nailed this. <laughs> okay, um, so for someone that hasn't seen the first movie, yeah, could you watch it? You can, because they... Uh, so there, there are uh, two carrying over plot points from the first one. Um, the major one being that in the first one, I'm going to spoil a film that came out in 1986. Be careful. Oh, no. I was going to um, watch it. <laughs> yeah. um, Tom Cruise's wingman dies. 
in in a in a training accident, uh, and it's in made an a big deal of melting accident, right? What? Sorry, I was making an Austin Powers uh, joke. Okay. Mike Myers was the topic before, and it's just like, okay, now I've got Mike Myers jokes on the brain. <laughs> I was it's wondering only a joke if people laugh. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I was wondering if that was an Austin Powers reference. I was thinking, like, I, I swear that's that's not yeah, right. It's gold member. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Um, yeah. So his his wingman dies in a training accident, uh, and so it's made a big deal of in Top Gun One, and it's very sad and everything. And so in Top Gun Two. Um, uh, one of the main characters is Goose's son, like Callsign Goose. I don't remember his actual name, but uh, so now he's he's in the Navy and and you know interacting with Tom Cruise and stuff. And so the uh the major lingering carryover plot point is that you killed um, my dad. Basically, that yeah. yeah. It's always it's always the plot point in these movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so they they do they actually do it. I I think they do it quite nicely in how they bring it up again because they don't they don't do it as uh, beating you over the head. Here's what you missed. It's more of like uh, Tom Cruise is, is um, sad at this moment, and we're going to intercut him looking sad with uh, with flashbacks of um, why he's sad. And you're like, okay, doesn't take a genius to figure, you know, um, uh, to figure all of all of the the little intricacies out. Other than that, no, you can you can probably just start with Top Gun Maverick, and uh, I don't think you'd be missing anything. It's basically just the like Val Kilmer's back. Uh, who was the main antagonist in one? Uh, Goose's son is there, who was from one. Um, I think that's basically it. And the rest of it is just you know some carryover characters, but the rest of it it's it's fairly um, doing its own thing, uh, which is super cool. Um, there there are some there are some quite funny moments though of um, like in like Top Gun. It's all about like dog fighting, right? This is sort of the last point I'll say on it. But it's just it's funny when it's like. You, you watch it and you enjoy it and then you sort of think about it like later on and you're like, huh, in hindsight, that actually is kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> where it's stuff like like in the moment you're, you're just you're just doing a, uh, you're just enjoying a good popcorn movie. Um, and so, you know, part of the elite dogfighting school that the Top Gun is, um, you know, the, the big finale of Top Gun one is this big dogfight between Tom Cruise and a bunch of enemies. Uh, and and here it's kind of similar where the enemy is an unnamed country that's trying to uh, enrich uranium in an underground bunker. <laughs> You're welcome to pretend to know which country that may or may not be being talked about. Yes, uh, I wonder. But, yeah, yeah. But what's really funny is that the underground bunker is in a snowy mountain and they make a big deal about these fifth generation fighter planes as being part of the, the difficulty in getting here, right? And that's fine, right? Like fifth generation is kind of the equivalent of the F-35 program, huge amounts of money, huge amounts of super high tech and stuff. But I think there was this moment where they decided we should probably make the planes look distinctive because we can't just have them all as like regular gray planes. So we have the like good guys in regular gray planes because, you know, that looks like every American carrier that you've ever seen just with fighter jets on it. But the bad guys, it's like, here we have fifth generation fighters that are capable of doing multiple times the speed of sound, stealth technology, all this in other red. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Let's paint them camo green. Camo green. <laughs> okay. And and this is against the backdrop of snow. And it's like, yes, they're distinctive. I, I give it that. But also, why? <laughs> and even further to that, the idea that, you know, you're just some unnamed bad guy who never speaks and just has a very, very, very dark tinted helmet. So you could just be some faceless baddie. You know, you're just you're just going to work at, at your your local airbase one day. 
Uh, and then, so, oh, you get a call. There's an enemy at the gates. You're like, oh, this is weird. We've been completely untouched until now. Better get in my multi-million dollar jet and, uh, and go and deal with the threat. And then you just get fucking taken down <laughs> by Tom Cruise, by, by Tom Cruise and the Funny Bunch in some technologically inferior planes. Like, that's just gotta suck. Like, on like an ego level, you get to the pearly gates or hell, depending on, you know, where your allegiances are with people that illegally enrich uranium. And you get there and you're like, man, really sucked that I died there, huh? What I think is, is funny is the decision that they're like Snowy Mountain and the bad guys that lived and the planes stored in that mountain were like green. You know, that, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, like, here come the bad guys. You know that the bad guys because their planes are camo green. Because yeah, they're camoed <laughs> for the complete wrong part of the country. Yep, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> right, um, yeah. I have one question about it, uh, about like the viewing experience. Um, I, yeah, heard, sure. I heard that um, this movie is like extremely good watching it as a theater movie. And since you watch it in IMAX, I was just wondering what you uh, what you'd have to say about that. Um, I, so I somewhat controversially don't actually like the IMAX theater that we have available. So it's the only IMAX theater in New Zealand. So it's kind of old and I think it sort of rests on being the only IMAX theater in New Zealand. So that compared to, so the first time I saw it was in that IMAX theater and it's, um, like a, a fairly old theater now, very steep, um, uh, like viewing what's the word I'm looking for like the seats are stacked like almost vertically like with how how many there are to to match the, the height of the screen the second time I just saw it in a new high quality like uh, in like a new premium cinema and I think I enjoyed it in the new premium cinema even more because for one the speakers weren't like kill your eardrums loud and two the seats were just kind of nicer so I think it's definitely a film you want to see in cinemas, but it's not one that you have to go shell out for IMAX, unless you have a nice IMAX, but um, I would much rather watch it in, in uh, the premium cinema that I saw it in uh, a third time compared to, to IMAX the second time. Yeah, um, pretty much the same. I'd rather go see something in gold class or whatever with the really comfy seats and lay back that are spread apart yeah, than sit well, in that, IMAX. that's basically what I saw it in today. Um, and yeah, excellent, um, excellent time. There was actually a cool moment too in that. Um, so Maverick, uh, it's been, you know, it, it's been finished basically as a film for a few years now, but they've just had to delay it from COVID and other bits and pieces. Uh, so they've been looking for the right release window for it. Um, and uh, at the start of, weirdly, not the start of the IMAX one, the start of just watching it in premium. So I think it's something to do with the format of the film, but it's just Tom Cruise on like a chair and he's like, hey, you're about to watch Top Gun Maverick. I'm super proud of it. You know, a lot, a lot of the stunts and G-forces and jet fighters and stuff you see are, are real. Um, please enjoy this film. You know, it was, it was a huge amount of effort from all the team and we made it for you. And it was just, I don't know. It was just kind of, it was like a nice, it's not an afterthought, but it was just nice that, that, that they did that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was pretty yeah. morbid of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for tanking the nice moment. Um, You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I I would give it a, a solid um like ten out of ten as a film for me. Um like it's it's checks all the boxes that, that I like in a film. So And this man uh, didn't like multiversal madness. Yep, still a shit film. <laughs> I stand by that. So should we move on to actual games? Uh we can try. Seth? Ace Attorney Free Time? Yeah. Ace Attorney Three Time. 
Okay, so um, it's been a few weeks since I last picked this up, but I decided that um, instead of starting uh, the uh the last chapter over again, I was just going to keep continuing on from uh where I was, and that that was a fine decision on my side because I basically remembered everything that happened up to that point, and uh, um, yeah, things just started escalating more and more. Like the first. Uh, basically third of that chapter I had done before was pretty slow and just set up and then I was getting hit with payoff after payoff after payoff for the next like four hours I was reading this um uh, reading this story but um yeah to get into um Ace Attorney 3 proper because I don't think I ever actually talked about it um, no you you rumored it for like five weeks and then yeah nothing I, happened. I think I think I was like I'm playing it I'll talk about it in full when I finish it um so there's it uh, uh, like Ace Attorney 1, there's uh, five chapters in this one. Um, all of them uh, are, like, original. So this back when this was originally released, this would have been the longest of the games. Um, and it goes for wanting to do a, like, a narrative that kind of follows through the entire game rather than um, what Ace Attorney 1 and 2 did, where they had, like, bigger moments every now and then. So it starts off with, like, uh, the tutorial level sets up um this character Dahlia Hawthorne, who um is is dating Phoenix right, and this this um this tutorial is placed in the past, so you're playing as um uh Phoenix Wright's mentor uh Mia Fey, when she's doing her first case um well her first real case because the first one gets uh, done later on again, but um. Yeah, so instead of uh, giving Phoenix Wright amnesia for a second time, they they opted to um to go back in time for the tutorial this time to teach people how to play the game. And uh, this first case is uh, uh Dahlia Hawthorne is kind of setting up Phoenix Wright to take uh take the fall for a murder case. Um, I won't say too much about how that plays out, but Phoenix Wright is kind of a little shit in this one. Like he's um. Uh, He's uh, very much blinded by love for this girl, and she's using her good looks and uh, um pretty smile to win over everyone. Um, and the only does person that mean that, that he treats? So would you say that the uh, Phoenix Wright treats women as objects or as objections? No, he's like smitten <laughs> with her. I appreciate it. <laughs> Don't worry, <laughs> I appreciated the joke. Yeah, the joke went right over my head. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you because I I haven't played Ace Attorney and I've not seen any gameplay or anything. Does it ever actually take place outside of the courtroom? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, so that makes the story more engaging. Yeah, there's um, there's uh, the games are basically split between um, uh, courtroom dramas and then investigations where you're like going around the murder scenes and kind of small areas of the city to just kind of uh. uh piece together what's happened, or at least pick up clues and then piece together what happened inside the courtroom. And they're all, like, VN-style, right? Yeah, they're fully VN-style with, like, little okay. bits of, um, click on the map to interact. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, the first one, uh, first chapter, uh, I won't go into, like, what happens in them, I'll just move on, like, a brief summary of all of them, a brief overview. So, Phoenix is being put on, um, trial for murder and uh, the only witness that can try and get him out of it is his um his girlfriend at the time and uh, she's uh, she's very heavily trying to take get him to take the fall um second <laughs> second yeah, right. 
second chapter is um actually what was the second chapter um this one okay this one it's it continues Phoenix, right uh, uh, is, is the second chapter phoenix right investigates the death penalty no this it, uh, phoenix right is investigating a museum heist and um this this one's actually pretty fun because it, the it, the defendant um it, is very heavily trying to convince everyone that he is the thief, but um uh, he didn't steal anything that night. Like so, he he's being fr- uh, set up to take the fall for by a mimic thief, and uh, there's there's a lot of fun characters. Like there's uh, one of the witnesses for this um this uh, case is called Luke at me, and he's a detective that wants <laughs> to be the number one detective. <laughs> um, Excellent name. You also get introduced to Prosecutor Godo, who is probably my favorite character in this trilogy. Um, he is he's fantastic. He's just an attorney that has an addiction to coffee. <laughs> so all attorneys, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, that one that one's just a smaller fun one. Then uh, chapter three is a um, uh, it starts off with um Phoenix Wright losing his. Uh, losing a case and it's like the first time uh you ever see him lose a case outside of um a possible ending in an earlier game so you're you're just kind of trying to piece together what happened and it turns out um there's someone's uh, someone like went into the courthouse with uh, he he looks like a he looks like a phoenix right but he's got completely red skin and he just he's also got a bad boston accent so you just kind of like put on a blue suit, put on a cardboard um attorney's badge, and pretended to be Phoenix Wright to make sure that someone got a guilty sentence, and um. So the this whole chapter is around uh, trying to overturn that guilty sentence because uh, because um the case originally went off with like not having a proper lawyer in place, and. Uh, um, yeah, it's also uh, trying to figure out, well, who was the person that uh, was pretending to be Phoenix Wright? And that, that, that one was also kind of, um, kind of a slower one, but also really fun because of the person that is pretending to be Phoenix Wright. A uh, little bit of a uh, tug at the collar moment, though, is that um, it's, uh, it's got a very um, stereotypical uh, French gay man as uh, one of the key witnesses. Pepe Le Pew? The uh, guy from Dragon Quest XI? No, Dragon Quest XI does it very bon well. Bon Voyage from The Incredibles 1? Oh, oh, yeah, I, I thought you meant did, did it no, well. No, no, this, okay. this is a bad, bad representation. Oh, that's a shame. I love yeah. Silvando, he's great. Silvando's fantastic. Um, so Case 4 goes back to the main plot with um, Dahlia Hawthorne and Mia Fey. Um, this one is set up like the um, tutorial level where it's just courtroom stuff again. But um, Mia, this is Mia's actual first ever case, and she's a nervous wreck, uh, because she's got to defend a uh death death row convict, um, who's being uh, who's being. Why would done, you um, accept that as your first case? Because uh, uh, I don't remember why. I think it was uh, I think it was um, uh, she she had a very bad feeling about something and wanted to make sure she got to the bottom of it and found out the truth of, of the situation and she was very close to doing it until um shit happens at the end and it sets her into like a year-long spiral of um trying to make sure that uh, Dahlia Hawthorne gets um gets what's coming to her 
which oh. is what happened, which is leads back into the tutorial um, case. And then the final one is the the massive, massive um, uh, case where um, Phoenix, uh, Maya Faye, and uh, Pearl Faye go on a vacation to the mountains um, because uh, Pearl uh, put in a... Uh, put in a booking for Maya to do some uh, temple training. And while they're on vacation, um, someone gets murdered there. Uh, Maya gets trapped on a isolated island. And uh, uh, the whole reason that Phoenix uh, decided to go onto this case is because one of the nuns there looks like uh, Dahlia Hawthorne. And he he wants to figure out what's going on. Um, he There's an obvious they recognize each other, but she's not letting on about her past or rather everything she says about her past doesn't make sense with what we know and what's been established in the story already. And it's a extremely long case that like starts answering all the questions that were laid out in cases one and cases four, uh, ties together things that ran across the entire trilogy, uh, brings in a ton of characters from across the trilogy and it's just, a very good way to end out this series, which uh, I I played through all of these like back to back to back. Absolutely loved every moment of playing these games. Did you get the good ending or the bad ending? Uh, I believe there's only a good ending in uh, Ace Attorney 3. Well, the bad ending is that it makes you watch Morbius, so I guess you got the good ending then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Close, close though. Yeah, I think the only game that has a good or bad ending is Ace Attorney 2, and even then it's like, um, you just get an ending, and uh, uh, you can choose for it to either be a good or bad, depending on your outlook of, um, of how the justice system should work. Last of Us 2, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> much much right. better, much better than The Last of Us 2. Actually, while, while thinking of that... Um, uh, I also, while I was playing through this, um, uh, the last case for Ace Attorney 3, I was like, wait a second, this is just a story about the cycle of violence, but it's done very well. <laughs> Unlike The Last of Us 2. Gosh, take. <laughs> <laughs> last of Us 2 is excellent. So if Phoenix Wright was in Last of Us 2, would he replace Joel or Ellie? Uh, oh. <laughs> if he's replacing Joel, he's not there for long. <laughs> you did it. You solved the mystery. You get a golf club as your prize. <laughs> oh boy, um, I love golf. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, so Phoenix Wright would probably be Ellie, and that's because Godo is one hundred percent Abby, and Godo is the um the prosecutor across all of the cases in this game. I don't know, Does man. it tell you what the opposite of defendant is? Yeah, prosecutor. No, I mean, well, like, defendant means to defend, so I assume the opposite is either offendant or attackant. No, it's pros prosecute. No, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, okay. I'll take the Look, games man. that- I'll take the games that, uh, lexicon over yours. I've seen like eight seasons of Suits. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> just oh, well, like, side, even side point side point real quickly though suits is is like a banger of a show through like early to mid seasons but so much of the shit in the last couple seasons could have been sorted with an email but uh, yeah yeah absolutely yeah but the first like like five seasons were fucking awesome oh they're maybe excellent four, maybe and then, four and then but- it's just like why don't we have harry not read emails and have Lewis not read emails and then they fight each other. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because All Mike doesn't want to be here anymore and now one of them's a literal princess. <laughs> God, that's such a such a weird reason to write a character off, eh? Like, oh yeah, it she's is. a princess now. <laughs> she, yeah, she's a literal princess, so she, she can't be acting in our show anymore. <laughs> it's a whole thing. <laughs> God, that'd be uh, such a hard thing to to like explain to your writing staff. Like, sorry, you have to rewrite the rest of the script that you've written. Why? Oh, she's suddenly a princess. <laughs> It'd be like, I don't believe you. <laughs> no, no, uh, she's so actual royalty. Having, <laughs> having played Ace Attorney one through three, uh, do you feel comfortable uh, in a court of law when all of those traffic tickets that you haven't been paying for eventually come back to bite you in the ass? Definitely. I'll just uh, I'll just hire Phoenix Wright. He'll get me out of it. What do you think his going rate would be? Uh, not much because he's always, um, he's always poor. <laughs> he's always out of money. Oh, wow. You might be in with a shot. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I can afford his rates. But I also remember way back when I was like, I'm not going to give one of, uh, I'm not going to give Ace Attorney one a 10 out of 10 just in case two or three is the 10 uh, out of 10 I need. Yeah. Like yep. three is a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Three is a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> there it is. There it is. It, it would have it would have probably been a nine tied with um tied with Ace Attorney one, but uh there there is a very big moment in the game where spoiling slightly spoiling a twenty year old game here, um as uh, the final time you do a um a turnabouts on um on uh, Godo. So there's every game has had a different uh, turnabout theme, and uh, the to uh, end out the game's final turnabout, instead of doing the Ace Attorney three theme, they go back and do the original Ace Attorney one theme, and as I popped out of my chair as soon as that happened. So what you're telling me is, Ace Attorney one was excellent. Ace Attorney two was like eh, and then Ace Attorney three he became a phoenix and rose from the ashes. Ace Attorney three. three, Ace Attorney two is excellent, but they decide to go to the circus in the middle of it, and that pulled pulled it down a little bit. Hmm. Okay. Like, all Do three games on? are excellent, it's just that two's filler section hurt it really badly. Hmm. Right. Fair enough. Uh, thank you for that, sir. Uh, that means that we are finished with Round the Lounge for this week. Thank you to Josh and Seth for sharing. And that means that we get to move on to part two for this week, which is, of course, the news. After a short break. I don't even think I have a favorite character in Family Guy. I, I think it would probably have to be Brian, actually. <laughs> I fucking hate Brian. <laughs> Do you? I really love Brian. Of course, it's fucking Brian. <laughs> I really like Brian. I think he's hilarious. It, it says a lot about a person when their favorite character is Brian. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Brian, what the fuck? Why am I suddenly being attacked? <laughs> there's, because there's... you're a Brian fan. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad we're recording this. This is the mid-segment bit right here. There's, there, there, there's a great, um, it's an episode where Brian's trying to make amends with Quagmire, and they're just having dinner, and Quagmire 
I don't know why the writers oh, decided to do this. this. He, he just for like into a minute. Yeah. yeah. It completely, into him. It, it completely like removes everything Brian is as a character in one minute. And ever since yeah. then, I was like, you know what? Quagmire's right. What fuck the fuck Brian. do I say? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I'm not necessarily on board with Quagmire, but I can, I can appreciate where he's coming from, you know? <laughs> Anyway, that means we get to move on to part two for this week, which is, of course, the news. And we have quite a bit of news at that. Uh, why don't we do the Sonic Power, I don't know, hour? Uh, what, do we measure, what do we measure Sonic Sonic in, in terms of unit time? In fast. In fast? Let's, let's, let, let's try and cap all the Sonic news in, in two or three fasts. Uh, starting off with Sonic Frontier's uh, combat gameplay, courtesy Boo. of... <laughs> A YouTube video from IGN. Realize I said courtesy of, and Steve got really upset at that. But you know what? Fuck him. He's not here. Oh no, no. Um, uh, he was booing the Sonic Combat. Eh, anyway, I was saying boo Ernst. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, have have you both uh, seen this? I have. I've it's... seen it twice. It wasn't <laughs> I... any better the second time. <laughs> I've seen it more than twice. It's been. So... It gets worse every repeat. <laughs> My my question for the group is why uh, Sonic Frontiers devs thought that an open world game should have a combat mechanic similar to Pokemon Ranger on the DS. Oh my god, that's such a great comparison. It, is it the spinning around in a loop? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my god. Because uh, to me, um, it it looks like nights where uh, you do a parallel loop and anything inside the loop gets... Uh, Either gets collected if it's if it's a collectible, or dies if it's an enemy. Pokemon Ranger. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Pokemon <laughs> Ranger. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm with Josh on this one. Didn't think I'd say that. Um. Yeah. This this does not uh, excite me at all. This does not spark joy. Mary Kondo, we need you. <laughs> I think the worst like, part for me is that all the, the enemies trash. just look too tanky. Like they take forever to kill, even when Sonic's spamming special moves at them. They look like actual tanks. I just don't I, get why he doesn't just get his final smash and then just zip all over the screen. You don't unlock you don't unlock that until you get the Chaos Emeralds or get the Smash Ball. Golden Sonic is called Super Sonic, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Super Sonic. Is that why I'm so confused after watching this video? <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say though, I like the one special attack he does where he's just kind of like uh throwing out a flurry of kicks and it sounds sends out a bunch of projectiles in a straight line at things. That, that's kind of cool. I, mean, I think the attacks themselves were flashy and interesting, but it none of it looks fun. <laughs> yeah, one of them is really weird in that Sonic goes flying back like five miles to do a trick and then zooms back into the enemy like he'll do like a diving kick or a bunch of rapid movements and they look oh. really weird. <laughs> one yeah. of them's an ollie, one of them's a kickflip. <laughs> <laughs> pop, pop, shove it on a hedgehog. Yeah, no, oh, I, I, I know what you mean, Seth, in terms of things just seem too tanky. I think that's probably going to be the thing that kills this the most, because, like, it doesn't look particularly difficult. Uh, it just looks like it takes ages, which, again, in line with what I was saying is a big complaint of what I've seen in Frontiers from last week, this is a game about speed, but so many of the mechanics they've given you are all about slowing down slash stopping and just yeah. spending ages... <laughs> In like a five five meter by five meter square, and you're gonna have to kill these enemies because uh, in after this, uh, IGN did a preview video where they talked pretty positively about their time with the game. They seem to enjoy it, but um, 
they mentioned that there's an X uh, that killing enemies drops XP and you use that XP to uh, level up skill trees with Sonic, which uh, that sounds bad and tedious. <laughs> well, it's it's good that you mentioned that because there's actually a microtransaction that you can do that increases your progression. Uh. <laughs> Sega, oh, no. God. Don't. <laughs> Sega's in the background going, Sega, yes. <laughs> could, could, you, could you imagine a what a idea. Sonic Battle Pass would even look like? Uh, I would hope you progress fast. <laughs> the entire thing is just about your maximum speed. <laughs> but what, if it's just a, what if it's a speedo and you got to go up in speed? That'd be sick, actually. <laughs> but seeing like, Sonic, just a design perspective. Seeing Sonic Frontiers, it wouldn't go fast at all. No. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you start at one fast per hour. Also, they show off a boss fight in this where um, Sonic has to um, uh, climb up its arms and uh, using speed pads. Um, it, both in the combat uh, video and in the IGN preview, they showed uh, they showed a lot of uh, well, this boss fight going really roughly. Like Sonic does not get a good um, stance on the, uh, going up the arm, and he just flings off it every now and then. And there was one part where. Um, you either, the, the boss drops the blue and red panels, the blue ones speed you up to go up the arm, and the red ones deflect you backwards. If you're going fast enough from the blue ones and then you run into a red one, it just sends you flying off the boss, and it, it looks really bad and weird. Can't, wait, um, do you want to speak about any other highlights that were in the IGN hands-on video, or? There, there wasn't much, uh, in uh, the IGN hands-on video that was new, it was just the um uh, the guy at IGN talking about his impressions playing the game, and yeah. he he was very positive about the game. Like he seems to enjoy it quite a bit, and like enjoyed what uh, he was doing in the game, which is weird. IGN because- gives an average game seven out of ten. Let's not get our hopes up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Seven point eight out of ten. Too much. Too much fast. <laughs> It, too, much speed. <laughs> too much speed. It, it, it's just weird because everything about this, like watching the footage that Sega gave them to show off, just is not uh, the antithesis of fun. Pretty much. For some reason, like, because because I like you're right. It is the same footage every time. But every time Sonic grinds that that circular rail, and the camera just cuts to the middle under the bridge, and you just watch, uh, you just watch, uh, Spyro, you just watch Sonic circle, and then the camera cuts back out again. Every time I see him on that rail, I'm just bracing for that camera cut. Yeah, yeah, uh, that camera cut's pretty harsh. Uh, well, continuing the Sonic news, uh, we had uh, Sonic Central. I didn't watch this. Seth, I you thought about watching this. <laughs> it was a waste of ten minutes. Yeah. I I will run down a quick uh, um I will run down a quick list of everything they announced. Uh, it it was all terrible, and most of it was merchandise. Um, so uh, at the beginning they showed a trailer for Sonic Origins to remind everyone that's coming out in at in June twenty three. Uh, by the time you hit the end of that uh, trailer, it's been three minutes already. Mm, then cool. they show a small Love trailer it. for Sonic Speed Simulator, which is something that's in Roblox. And uh, they give you a promo code to unlock an Amy Chow. Uh, sorry, you were going to say something, Patrick? Uh, no, I'm just, I'm so enthralled by what I'm hearing. I, I, <laughs> please tell me more. Can't wait. Um, for Sonic Mobile Games, they announced, they announced that Super Shadow and Memphis, Tennessee are going to be coming to Sonic Forces mo- uh, Mobile Game later this year. Uh, they're also doing Sir Percival, which is Blaze the Cat in uh, 
in uh, European armor is coming to Sonic Dash and Sonic Dash Plus later this year. Uh, there was a 30 second trailer for Sonic Prime that shows that Shadow will be in the show. A trailer that went on for much longer than it needed to, saying that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie is going to be coming to Blu-ray August 19. Then we hit the merchandise segment. Oh we boy. Got, <laughs> we got Knuckles uh, G Fuel cups and Knuckles uh, G Fuel flavors. They're, uh, Finally. <laughs> they're called Sour Power. Why uh, would you taste- want to taste Sonic? <laughs> No, it's Knuckles. You get to taste the Knuckles. Oh my god. If, if you if you want a discount flavor, you can catch my hands for free. <laughs> after the, after right, that the, was worth the build up. After Diablo after the Diablo Immortal segment, I think uh, I think he's getting that in the mail soon. <laughs> um Can't we, wait. So the question is, do, does Knuckles G fuel like actually taste like Enkidna? I I imagine they're going to go for a grape flavor because um grapes knuckles um, is red. No, it's because um uh, but red's fast. (laughs) It's a fast grape. Uh, a a small fun fact is that um knuckles' uh, favorite uh, food is grapes, which is why I imagine it'll be grape flavor. So what you're telling me is Sonic's will taste like chili dogs? (laughs) They did a Sonic one before. I'm not sure what flavor it is. Chili dogs. (laughs) Chili chili dog G fuel. I draw the line. Uh, moving on. That's uh, not a world I want to live in. Moving no, on. See, Sonic's one is just red cordial for the kids that get hyper. Like, <laughs> really fast. All right, I'm done. Moving on. Uh, Jack Pacific is, is showed off an Eggman and Sonic toy. Uh, there were some posters shown that actually look pretty cool um, by More Art. Uh, a clothing line called Hype showed off some uh, shirts and hoodies. First four, first four figures uh, uh, is releasing a Tails figure and a Amy figure. Uh, the best one, Sonic, Knuckles, and Tails are getting Pez dispensers. I, that sounds mortifying. I feel, like, I feel like they've had these. They have. I'm pretty have sure Have I been living in a time loop? I swear to God, I've seen these in stores like 10 years ago. Oh, a time loop? Watch out. Sonic will use that to do damage against you. <laughs> no, that's a fast loop. Same shit. Um, it- <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking of watching Alpha Red um, play whatever the fuck that Sonic game was where they just kicked oh, Tails into the Ice Age. That was so fucking funny. Um, Sonic, e- watch out, punk. <laughs> e- EXG. Also, Knuckles just flying. All right, so we need to move on. EXG announced um, a Sonic controller holder. Uh... Sorry, what? It's a controller holder. They're called hands. <laughs> no, it's like a stand, but it's a stand to hold your controller in the shape of Sonic. They've done a few of these before. I've seen a Crash Bandicoot one before. I've seen a Mario one. So they're just adding Sonic to the list now. Yeah, but Josh, if you if you lick the hands, they taste like knuckles. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how to uh, how to pronounce this one. I think it's Neem Media. Uh, they're doing a Sonic figure, and Belfine is doing a Sonic toy. Uh, the Sonic 30th Anniversary Symphony, which was an actual, actually really good symphony. I enjoyed that quite a bit when they did that last, uh, last year or earlier this year. Pokemon mm-hmm. is excellent for the record. If anyone is yet to go see it, highly recommend. Yeah, uh, the, the Sonic one is going to be doing a world tour. Uh, they're going to announce uh, dates at a later time. But the first one they announced is going to be at the Brazil Game Show in October. Uh, Sonic and Knuckles... <laughs> Not Brazil! <laughs> the, the Sonic and Knuckles skins for Fall Guys are coming back now that the game's going free to play. Um, they're okay, they're so going to be back for a limited time. You, you, you know what's really funny about that? There's uh, a, a shit ton of memes. It's been a while, but I'm pretty sure the going meme was that 
uh, red team and blue team are fine, which I'm assuming is non uh, is Knuckles and Sonic. Yellow team always gets memed on, just like in Pokemon Go. And it's funny that they don't announce a Sonic character for Yellow Team. <laughs> yeah. Um, Actually, just the worst. Yeah, they, they never did Tails. They did uh, Sonic and Knuckles earlier, but they had nothing for Tails. Yellow gets Yellow gets nothing. The tale yet to be told. Um, There was a sneak peek for a Sonic Frontiers prologue animation that's going to be coming out. It was a five-second static shot of just Knuckles standing in front of the Master Emerald. Exciting. And they showed us it's an animation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they, they told us it's an animation. My guy, we, you're we describing a photograph. Them. Yeah, we just have to believe them. I guess <laughs> I guess the Master Emerald uh, did some glowy effects, <laughs> and um, there was a short. <laughs> the animation was the light leaving Knuckles' eyes. <laughs> yeah. no, his eyes were closed the entire time. That's even worse. What if it's just a camera pan over a, over a flat image? <laughs> it was actually a camera zoom. <laughs> Perfect. Animated. Done. <laughs> Wrap it up, boys. We're done. And finally, there was a short, tra- a short trailer for Sonic Frontiers showing a small boss fight against a, um, a dragon-type creature, which was kind of cool because um, it's leaving behind a trail effect. And to catch up to the main body, Sonic is running on the trails that it's leaving behind. Well... I'm I'm not I'm not I'm I'm not too much of a scientist myself, but I can't help but feel like a dragon that leaves a speed boosting trail behind it probably isn't great for its evolutionary prospects. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely not. That's why all the dragons are extinct today. Hmm. Right. <laughs> so, because Sonic played Pokemon Rancher <laughs> with them. Um. Moving on from Sonic, we got uh Spark the Electric Jester Free was announced. Uh, they showed okay, off a. I was I was so confused. I didn't even I. Can someone tell me what the fuck Spark the Electric Jester is? Because the fact that me there's either. a third one, I didn't even know there were two. I, like I was going to two. get into that because I, I figured you guys didn't know about this. Why um, does he look like MS Paint Pac-Man? <laughs> um, so Spark the Electric Jester is a game made by a, well, a team now, but the main guy that he- runs the team. Wait, <laughs> multiple people worked on this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my sure? God. Um, uh, it's it's a small like indie studio, but the main guy that um uh, that runs a team, he was a Sonic fan game maker, and uh, he made uh Sonic before and Sonic <laughs> you after. You said the there sequel. was no more Sonic news. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I said moving on from Sonic news, but I'm putting this in here because this is really funny to me, <laughs> in a sense that um I'll get to it when I get to it. Stop interrupting me. Um, yeah, the the guy was a Sonic fan game maker that made um Sonic before the sequel and Sonic after the sequel. And then he's decided, I'm going to make my own IP, Spark the Electric Jester, so I can sell games and make money off doing game development. And um, Spark 1 and Spark 2 aren't things that I've uh, looked into majorly. They seem fine and fun. Um, But I wanted to bring this up because the trailer for Spark 3 looks so much better than anything Sonic Frontiers did. And this visually is like the same. Or- <laughs> gameplay, gameplay. <laughs> but I guess visually a little bit. I kind of like this cartoony aesthetic more than what Sonic Frontiers is going for. Cartoony. I- it does. It looks like someone did an animation in like 2007 using paint. <laughs> and it's think- still more appealing than uh, Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> I think Sonic having- Frontiers visually is quite interesting. Having seen the um, like the full gameplay trailer. I think I can get into the art style a little bit more now, but to see just still images from the trailer, it's like, and this is a, a current gen game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it does look kind of fun. It's a very the, small the gameplay team. does look good. What a record! 
but yeah um uh, yeah, it, it looks like a, it looks uh, fun to play, and it's basically the type of um, speed you want to get from a Sonic game that Sonic Frontiers isn't delivering. Mm. There's one comment I just want to read out from the trailer of this. The series is way too underrated. I have a feeling this will be the best 3D platformer of all time. <laughs> I think that's a statement and a half. <laughs> so, YouTube like, comments kind of like get the... hyperbolic like that, yes. <laughs> My, my yeah. favorite one is, hey, look, fast-paced platformer that actually has some level design. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what they could be talking about. Yeah. All right, so Sega Mini Drive, uh, Mega Drive, Mini 2. Sega Mini Mega Drive. <laughs> Would you like to try that again? Sega Mini Toast? Two. Duo. Boss. So yeah, uh, Sega's, announced, <laughs> Sega's announced a new uh, Mega Drive Mini console. They're calling it the Mega Drive Mini 2 since they did one of these already. Um... It's going to have 50 games, I think they said, um, spanning across the Sega CD and the uh, Mega Drive. So there'll be quite a few things. Uh, apparently, One they're of also them is going Sonic to sell. Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog CD will be on there. And virtual um, Racing. Yep. Uh, Bonanza. So the things they've announced so far are Bonanza Brothers, Fantasy Zone, Magical uh, Tarurutu Kun, Shining in the Darkness, mm. Thunder Force 4. Virtua Racing, Mansion of Hidden Souls, Popful Mail, Shining Force CD, uh, Silphied, and Sonic the Hedgehog CD. Um, something I just want to quickly mention is that they're also doing a little cosmetic add-on as a separate thing to um to mimic the Sega CD uh, add-on that was for the Genesis. Alright, cool. Do we have a prize? Our price is going... It's coming out October 27 in Japan, and the price is 9,980 yen. What's so, that in Australian dollary dues? Let me search that up. Uh, that's roughly $100. Yeah, $103.95. There you so, go. So the question is... Uh, wait, sorry, 111? 103. 103. 103. 103. Because 10,000 yeah, yen is roughly 100 Australian. Okay, okay, cool. So, so Seth, question to you then. Uh, would you rather buy? Would you rather buy one and one fifth Dragon Ball the Breakers or this? <laughs> would you rather buy one Sonic Frontiers or this? <laughs> <laughs> so for the first question, that's kind of difficult. I'll need to see what else they had to this. For the second question, this. <laughs> <laughs> this one has a Sonic game that I know is good or oh, tolerable. This one has a Sonic game that's not Frontiers. You mean? <laughs> Still do. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, right. it looks like that Jester game could run on this. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Next up on the list, we have a uh, confirmation of the next Dragon Age game title. Um, both of you are much bigger Dragon Age fans than I, so one of you can take over. Dude, both of us? That, that is a bold statement because I haven't played a, a Dragon statement. Age game. You're thinking Should of me my... and Steven, ah, okay. who's not here. Um... Seth, Seth, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't believe you confused me with Steven again. Again? Um, obviously, I, I am a big Dragon Age fan. Um, I, I'm just so used to him saying it's Morbin time. I just, I got you too confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dragon Age, the people, uh, sorry, Bioware people usually kind of sit in one or two camps. They're either the Mass Effect sort of thing or the uh, Dragon Age kind of thing. Incorrect. Uh, or, or both. Um, That's free I, I, I like both. So there's three, but I usually, like, I find that people usually have a preference. They want the fantasy or they want the sci-fi. I'm definitely in the Dragon Age camp. Obviously, Patrick is in the uh, sci-fi camp. What about you, Seth? I'm curious. I haven't played either. Well, what do you think you'd rather sit? Uh, I'm not sure. I'd I'd need to I'd need to play them both because setting-wise, I don't care. It's uh, oh. the type of gameplay uh, that uh, will decide it for me. 
yeah, Steven's played both, but I, I'm pretty sure he prefers Mass Effect. So, Dragon Age, um, I actually thought he preferred to, Dragon Age. To give an actual answer, it'll be Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood. That's the camp I sit in. <laughs> I didn't even understand. <laughs> that, that is a Sonic RPG that Bioware made on the DS, and it's horrible. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, either way, Dragon Age is a very beloved series. It's very, very good. I, I think it's excellent. There's a lot of depth and a lot of character development that carries across these games, and I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with this one, whether it's a new story or whether it's continuing what the other world setting was. Um, with a name like Dreadwolf, uh, I mean, it could be kind of anything, really. It's, it's saying it's a based, it, it's a name that because uh, Solace the Dreadwolf is coming back. Yeah, which is cool. Um, but, like, obviously that, that could be a new setting, or it could be a, um, an, a set, like, uh, new characters and everything, and a new story. You know, it could be a thousand years in the future, or whatever. Um, could do what Mass Effect did, <laughs> kill everyone off, and then bring them kind of back. Um, but... <laughs> Are, but, you, um, are you nervous that, given Bioware's run of absolute, like, shit-stained games uh, recently, that they're going to fuck this one up too? Or do you have high hopes? I have high hopes for this, because... It's been, what, eight years? It's been, it's been a while. And saying that I hated Inquisition. Absolutely hated it. Um, so, if it's anything like Inquisition, I won't like it. But I'm, I'm, I, have, I have hope. I don't know why, I just... I feel like Bioware needs to do something to bring it back into the spotlight. They, they need I to take like a chance to put the W back in Bioware. I, I got half of both <laughs> of you for what you said. What? Patrick, I heard all of that and that was fantastic. What, what did you say? They need to bring the W back in Bioware. Oh my god. Um, well, no, I, I, I think that they, they're going to do a good job. At least I hope so, because... They've got a lot of pressure now because they they aren't the only company doing these kind of things anymore. So I think, especially with Microsoft acquisition of um of Bethesda and this, what Starfield looks to be, I feel like they're going to feel pressure and like they have to deliver. So I'm really hoping that that that's what pushes them over the edge and delivers a good game. Hmm. So when they inevitably fuck it up, and we welcome you into the Mass Effect camp with open arms, uh, which flavor ending do you like most, red, green, or blue? Cherry. I don't actually know what they correlate to. I've only played Mass Effect 1, so... No, no it's purely a colour-based thing. But... It's purely colour? <laughs> they don't actually... Oh my god, all green, oh, No, 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 I guess. They, 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 they play a slightly different video, but... I, like... I thought it was like, if you did good, then you got this colour. If you did bad, then you got this colour. And if you did, like, neutral, then you got a colour. I no, didn't realise so... it was literally choose a colour. Yeah, so, so the, the final choices you have are either... Uh, well, the, the base game, the final choices are either... Um, lick the red ice cream, lick the blue ice cream, or if you did really well, you can lick the green ice cream, which you needed to get a certain amount of universal readiness to unlock. Or, when they realized that people weren't big fans of just licking flavors of ice cream to finish up the end of a multi-year tri like, uh, trilogy of a game, um, they, they gave you a little bit extra, um, where you could, uh, shoot the star child, uh, which would be bad ending, <laughs> or... Or choose any of the three aforementioned flavors of ice cream and watch a short video. Uh, so yeah, really not a huge amount of depth to it. Hang uh, on, literal ice cream? No, just the the like the the color is what color the laser is that that goes out across the galaxy to pop the Mass Effect relays. Right, and that that's literally all you're choosing is just the color. Pretty there's much. No, like, there's no they, bearing on your character alignment or anything. No, they, they, they try and do the thing with the video of like, you know, technically the best ending is the green ending because that's like symbiosis between humans and organics and the universe is complete and all that stuff. Yeah, fine. But outside of the minute long video that tells you that you've got the good ending, no change. 
literally they could have just done just one color and had a but it, it would have been better uh, anyway um i i that's that's horrible well i hope that this doesn't do that kind of shit so hopefully it's good let's I mean, move on hey that that's i'd still take that any day compared to andromeda so <laughs> yeah <laughs> andromeda what <laughs> exactly there is no there is no mass effect in bossing say uh, next up on the list, we have uh, Ben Studio unveiling a new logo and some open world IP with multiplayer elements. Do I know Ben Studio? I feel like they I did should. Days Gone, which we've yet to play, actually. Oh, that one. Okay. That, yeah, the yeah, the yeah. one that Jake's like literally just went, oh, here, they, play this. They also did Uncharted Golden Abyss. Oh, okay. They, they, were, they were a primarily uh, portable studio, I think, before this. Um, Ben's studio community manager, Kevin McAllister. Isn't that the the guy's name from Home Alone? Home Alone, yeah. What the heck? (laughs) Is he he still Home Alone? uh, He's in a studio alone. Oh, that's so much worse. That's like like Home Alone 2. That's the worst one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, I mostly put this on the docket because I think it's funny to think they're working on a new IP that's, uh, that's... including multiplayer, but building on open world systems from Days Gone. And I, I just don't know how... I, I can't imagine how that's going to work. Sounds um, like State of Decay. I mm. guess. But yeah, um, at, oh, I'm interested in seeing what it'll end up being. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully they drop the uh, over-the-top American <laughs> story that was going on in Days Gone. <laughs> what? You mean, you mean um, Bandit Keith himself as a playable <laughs> character? In America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, it's it it like an interesting game. It's just I, I couldn't take it seriously. I, I intend to play it. it, it like, bits of it did look fun. So uh, it's in the backlog somewhere. Big chunks of that game got ripped out at the last minute. There was meant to be a morality system in that game. Man, you you really could have like not told me that and I would have had this nice fun. Like now it's the Spore problem where I played through Spore and I went, I quite enjoyed this game. And then I learned about all the shit that could have been in Spore that got <laughs> removed. And I went, that's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's more something you need to know beforehand because then you get to listen to some of the dialogue choices and uh, and imagine like was this going to be with like a bad version? Like, is this the bad morality route or is this why, the good why one? Why am I not punished for being a shit? <laughs> Basically. Um. Anyway, next. Uh. Yeah, we we'll have to have to wait and 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 see. Um. Uh, hope it goes well. Smile. Um. Next up on the list, unsurprising to everyone, uh, Prince of Persia getting. Is this another delay, or is this the another first Another delay, like- yes. Yeah, another cool. One. Yeah. They, last time uh, we mentioned this, they were moving the development studio from um, at Ubisoft oh, Mumbai right. to Ubisoft Montreal, and they were delaying yeah. it to next year. Uh, yeah. Now they're saying they're delaying it out of next year. They don't have a development goal. I think this game's just going to get cancelled. I don't know if it'll get cancelled or not, but I think they're taking the sands of time thing a little bit literally. Can't wait to, can't wait to play it in 2030. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is this is literally every Banger. Square Enix project. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think it'll get cancelled. I I I think they've spent way too long on this remake. I just I'm I'm so curious as to as to like you know a, a game a game studio doesn't just lift and shift all of the work from one game studio to another. I'm so curious as to like the the reasons why we're never gonna know. I don't think, but it's it, it would be interesting for me to 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 understand how it can get to that state where they think that it's easiest to move forwards by just ripping it out of a studio and giving it to another. I just don't think it looked impressive properly. Um, they did that before with the Final Fantasy VII remake. It was um, being developed 
developed by CyberConnect2 originally, and it just... We don't know why. We never really saw footage from what their version of the game looks like, but after, like, a year and a half, they announced that they were taking the game away from um, from CyberConnect to restart development at Square Enix internally. So do we think the game's ever coming out? Yeah, no. I, I think it'll be cancelled. Patrick? Um... I don't have a horse in the race, but yeah, I think it's probably also not looking good for coming out. I think I think they they might do a Duke Nukem. We might hear about this game coming out in like five years or something, but I don't think it'll be the same vision as to what they wanted to release as of this point in time. If so we hear about it in purposes. five years, it better be a full remake of the entire Sands of Time trilogy. <laughs> I reckon it'll just so, be a really dodgy, shitty port. No, but that, <laughs> I, I guess that's... Out. I guess that's sort of what I mean. I, I think, I think, like compared to what they think they could have released next year, that game has been cancelled. We might still yeah. get something with the same name in five years. I think it'll be a very different project. I think that basically already happened anyway because um, they originally gave it to uh, Ubisoft Mumbai because it's an Indian studio and that was probably the closest they had to like the area of Persia and to try and keep it like um, like the development studio close to that set sort of um setting and now now it's being sent to montreal and uh yeah i guess they probably just have a different vision already hmm anyway we'll have to wait and see i guess uh next up on the list we have uh something i just added because i i saw it in this so i just wanted to bring <laughs> this up very quickly because oh my god what the hell three hours ago as of time of recording cyberpunk after cancelling work on the game has decided to announce a 10-part anime series streaming on Netflix. I really want this to be about the development of Cyberpunk 2077. Well, this is what I wanted to ask you guys. This is why I added it very quickly just now. Do we think it's going to be as buggy and terribly animated as the game? <laughs> I reckon, Do we think people I will not have faces, etc.? <laughs> one of the episodes is just going to be full of rubber ducks and we're never going to understand why. <laughs> um, genuinely, though, it does look kind of cool. Um, I, I don't know if I'll watch it, but... Animation-wise and setting-wise, I think it looks cool. Um, but I mean, how how do you fuck up a series other than plot? So, like, they can't just have development hell on this, surely. I'm hmm. I'm slightly nervous. Like, I I'm I'm worried that. So I see this in the same trend as like um, League of Legends did an anime ish. Dota did an anime like. Uh, like real anime anime um i i see this as like a trend of other video games going we could probably make money off of expanding into other markets i feel like cyberpunk is really banking on their setting being able to carry uh mm -hmm. what's otherwise been a bit of a failure as, as a game whereas yeah the games that came before it have kind of blazed the trail and have huge followings that really want to see more of the content so obviously i wish them well I just don't know why they're doing this. <laughs> I don't know either. I, I can only see this as a, oh, we need to do something to generate interest in this if we're going to continue this as an IP and not admit failure. And that's what I see it being. Also being Netflix. I think Netflix is like, hey, we can do a show about this, drum up some interest because it's already an existing IP and cancel it after two seasons like we do for everything else on Netflix. So I think it's probably a lot of Netflix influence as well. It's it's being done by Studio Trigger, so I have enough hope that it'll at least look and animate really well because Trigger does some fantastic work. Yeah, they, it, it looks very, very good. So I like just animation-wise and art style-wise, it looks very, very good. 
Um, I don't know about setting or plot or anything like that. There's just been a teaser that was announced say, like three hours ago. So yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I thought that was interesting and threw that in. Yeah. Thank you for that late minute edition that totally didn't fuck with my schedule. That's fine. Yeah, no worries. Uh, next up. Don't worry, that's um... going to happen again soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, next up on the list, we have... Oh, that's not the right tab. This one. Um, an <laughs> article from DualShockers. I don't think we've actually had much from DualShockers before. Anyway. Because uh, PlayStation be... doesn't have anything worth talking about. All right, <laughs> just stay, just doing that before the state of play thing. Yeah, I was gonna say, just, just, <laughs> just funny, funny enough, DualShockers is like a like overall website as well. They're not just a PlayStation website. They are now. <laughs> they never used to be. As long as I've known them, they've been an overall website. Anyway, anyway yes, <laughs> continue. An insider claims that Crash Bandicoot could be getting a multiplayer brawler-like entry. Please, for the love of God, no. <laughs> God. Could you imagine if um if Crash was going to be like an option for Smash Brothers and Activision in all of their hubris was like, no, we don't want Smash Brothers. We got our own Crash game in development. Yeah, it I mean, wouldn't even be Crash. It would just be like Activision, um, like you know, like Nick All Star Brawl, Activision All Star Brawl Two. <laughs> this this is this insider is sounding like it's just going to be Crash Bandicoot though, like not even a combination of Crash and Spyro. No, I know, but I'm saying mm. like that, that. I guess that's what I don't understand is that like I think I think I think if they if if the insider had been like, yeah, Activision's just making a brawler type game, would be like interesting. Do we finally have a Nickelodeon All Star All Star Brawl Killer? <laughs> Whereas we we already Crash, have that though. It's multiverses. All right, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Seth. <laughs> I think that Whereas, Toys for Bob doing this is uh, the only saving grace. Uh, I, I should don't I know. know Toys for Bob did, did the Skylanders games and did Crash Four, and oh. and then they got gutted and they became a Call of Duty, a Call of Duty. Um, <laughs> You're right, actually. Studio. I was thinking about old Toys for Bob. They might not do anything good now. I'm not sure. All, all now it's now, oh my Crash god! Now it's Toys for Bobby. All the Toys for Bobby. All the all the people that made Crash Four, the game that it was like in terms of art direction and game direction in general, they left the comp. That they left the studio. Mm. Well, game's dead. Nice knowing you. <laughs> I it, also in general, I just a Crash Bandicoot brawler isn't something I want. As something anyone Crash wants. Fan, as a big Crash fan, it's not what You're I want. Literally, their market, and it's still not something that you want. <laughs> yeah, there, there was also rumors of like Crash getting a Fortnite clone, and that's <laughs> definitely not something I want. At least that would be comically I funny. I would have been so in for that. Yeah. <laughs> as long as the Wampa Bazooka was in there, I guess it would have been fine. Do we finally have a Fortnite killer? <laughs> we, no, it, it was supposed to be PUBG. PUBG came first. Yeah, I know. And then they, <laughs> they let Fortnite eat their lunch. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you don't add a mantle to your game for several years. Fuck you, PUBG. Hope you're listening. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. On the list, uh, also from DualShockers, uh, we have... Uh, Data mining sources suggesting that we could be getting uh, 10 more characters after launch to Mario Strikers Battle League. Wait, hang on, is this game actually released yet? I believe it just came out. Did anyone actually end up picking e it up? Either that or it's that people data mined the demo. Yeah, I think I think it's a demo data mine because I I know that it's coming out soon. It might. We might be approaching the release window, but this is a game that I'm absolutely intending to not necessarily yeah, it comes buy out launch, tomorrow. but... 
Yeah, but yeah, buy, June 10th, buy and okay. play pretty quickly. So, oh, okay, well, that's my weekend sorted. Uh, I, I thought we were watching uh, Emperor's New Groove. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we can do both. It's okay. <laughs> Shout out to Emperor's New Groove. All right. <laughs> Josh, so 10 more Josh characters. We've, we've, we've been through this. I play, I play Switch while docked at my computer anyway, where <laughs> no I physically audio. cannot use the audio. <laughs> it's wild to me that you've played hundreds of hours of several games and not heard the audio in any of them. <laughs> All I'm saying is... Monsters better be fearing because I don't need sound to hunt them. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick is just built different. The argue built wrong. <laughs> I would agree. So the confirmed characters are Mario, Luigi, Bowser, Peach, Donkey Kong, Wario, Waluigi, Rosalina, Toad, and Yoshi. There's so no Daisy, we, then I'm not buying. I think Daisy will be one of the ten, is why she I'm bringing that up. Because you said... It, absolutely right. I think that Dry Bones will probably be in there. I think Chris uh, Pratt will probably be in there. I think <laughs> wouldn't the, the cloud would be fun just because he wouldn't have legs. So how would he kick it? Um. <laughs> but yeah, Daisy is a hundred percent going to be one of these because they give her so much personality, and she became such a meme. Like her voice lines and her attitude are huge mm. memes for the Mario Strikers games. They know that they'll get attention when they finally add her back in. The question is, will she be paid or will she be free? Uh, I believe uh, they already announced that the support for this game is going to be free DLC, like with Mario Golf and some other stuff. It says that, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they, they, <they're> <sighs> the thing is, like, will it be free DLC followed by paid DLC or the battle pass system or something? Or will it be just free DLC? I, I, I think, think they've clarified. Gonna get, I think we're going to get, like, uh, Nintendo um, uh, Strikers Battle League uh, Direct, where we get uh, the, the, the game director to talk about collaborations with other large franchises, uh, perhaps, uh, and, and about their addition to the game as a character. And then they're going to add Sonic, right? <laughs> and Sakurai's going to present them, don't ask me why. No, no, they're going to they're gonna add Master Chief. <laughs> Just like in Fortnite. <laughs> They just add all the characters that, like this PlayStation and Microsoft characters that were from Fortnite into this. So we get Kratos, we get Nathan Drake, we get Master Chief. We get three different flavors of Spider-Man. Eight different yes. Gogus. Naruto, Sasuke. <laughs> <laughs> Rick and Morty. as well, but you, you, you just don't get Sakura because no one wants Sakura. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, so uh, on the back of that, are you guys going to be joining me in Mario Strikers Battle League? Not until uh, Daisy's in the game. I'm not paying $80 for a football clone I can just play Rocket League for. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it when it's on sale. I hate, so never. I hate the logic of that sentence so much. <laughs> it's a very different game from Rocket League. So <laughs> it is, but it's still like, it, 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 it feel, like Rocket League fills my soccer quota. Patrick, can we move on? <laughs> I don't know that I can, Seth. <laughs> Would you like me to move on for you? You might have to. Okay, so why, in why, very- When you say football clone, would you then say Rocket League? Is <laughs> a sucker. Is this is a soccer so, match. So, so in very disturbing around. and disgusting news, uh, the Russian government has put uh, the Metro 2033 offer, uh, Dmitry Glukovsky, I believe is how you pronounce Rocket it. Rocket League has cars. They, they put him on the wanted list for condemning Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Yeah, that's fucked up. He, he that is almost as fucked as talking about how Rocket League is a football clone. It's close. <laughs> I don't think it quite compares. 
He's accused of discrediting the armed forces of the Russian Federation for a post on Instagram is the, the part that really gets me on mm. Instagram. Instagram even. And, yeah. Yeah. No, this, yeah, this and is his, shitty. His post says that to stop the war, recognize that this is a real war against an entire nation and stop it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there was somewhere in this article where they mentioned what the sentence could be. I'm trying to find that. Uh, it's 10 years in prison. That's it. In a yep. Russian prison? That's, that's a life sentence. Yeah. Yeah. That is absolutely disgusting news to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty fucked. In uh, similar but maybe slightly happier, well, depending on your perspective news, uh, apparently it's becoming more and more of an issue where uh, sysadmins working for Russian companies that are Ukraine-affiliated uh, just kind of have to be fired by, um, uh, by like, Russian company, like, owners. Because more and more of them are just taking down systems and then quitting. <laughs> that's great. Good on them. That's, that's absolutely excellent. That, that's got some respect. <laughs> so um, uh, in the words of uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Risky Business, if you're a Ukrainian sysadmin working for a Russian company, get your, uh, get your Control-Alt-Delete ready. Or get, get your Control-A-Delete ready. Control-A-Delete, <laughs> oh my god. They're, yeah. they're, they're coming to fire you. Make sure you go down swinging, but yeah, no, shitty situation. Um, hope, hope he and his immediate family are safe. In a somewhat less shitty situation, but shitty nonetheless, uh, co-op will be finally <laughs> be tested in Halo Infinite. <laughs> I knew that the that next does. article was Halo Infinite, and I wasn't sure about that tangent, I'll be honest. No, no yeah, that, was, uh, that was a very, very it's, rough it's, segue. It's rough, but you know what else was rough? Releasing a Halo game without co-op. Absolutely fucking criminal. <laughs> they should have 10 years in jail. <laughs> Releasing Halo Infinite in the state it was in, in general. Ah, the campaign played fine. But I wanted co-op, so finally I getting still, a public I, test in July. I still miss, I still miss, uh, what was it, Korg the Elite? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Craig. I think his name was Craig. It was excellent. <laughs> yeah. It ended up looking a lot better than that, but what a meme. <laughs> um, but yes, so if you're interested in it, the public test in July, I'll definitely play it. It's still expected to release in August. Good luck. Uh, not a huge amount more that I can add to that. Anything else from Me either, either of you two? Nope. I, I was I looking forward to playing I, Legendary. Yeah, I I just played the multiplayer and fell off pretty quickly and haven't gone back because I haven't added anything new to the multiplayer. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, next up on the list, we have uh, a Steam leak on good authority that we have the first expansion pack being announced, and it's something to do with Hot Wheels, which... I'll admit, did, I'm, did you say Forza Horizon Five yet? Did I not mention Forza at all? I thought you I did not. I thought, <laughs> oops! It's for Forza Horizon Five. That's Congrats! For, yeah, we've we've now spoiled it. I, I bet you're wondering. I wonder what this Hot Wheels League pack is for. <laughs> for Hot Wheels <laughs> Unleashed. You. I bet you're thinking, ha ha! You would be wrong. <laughs> What's that? Motorstorm? Uh, new Motorstorm entry? I hear you ask. No, good sir. It's actually <laughs> Forza Horizon Five. Um, yeah, so we, we know that, uh, as with other Forza Horizon games, there'll be two large DLC packs that come with it. I am, hmm, I'm in two minds about this. Uh, if this is true, and it sounds like, you know, there's a decent amount of evidence to suggest that it is, um, this will be the first time that they have done what would probably be the silly DLC pack first. So Horizon 3 did, um, Blizzard Mountain as the first one, and that was a serious kind of snow off-roady type one. Uh, and then Forza Horizon 4 did, um, uh, like, Mystery Island. I, I forget what the, the... Something Island. But that was also a serious, like, there was, like, storms and that kind of stuff. 
So for, for Horizon 5 to have the first DLC as Hot Wheels and for Hot Wheels to have also been done as the silly pack for, for, uh, for Forza Horizon 3. Now, don't get me wrong. The Hot Wheels DLC pack for Horizon 3 was fantastic. It was so, so good. So I just, I'm so curious. Like, are they just, if they're just doing that again, I don't know if I'd be disappointed. I feel like I would be because I've played it before, but it was so good that I wouldn't mind playing it again. You know what I mean? I mean, we were going to buy Hot Wheels Unleashed at some point, so it saves us money there. <laughs> um, <laughs> also <but> true. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I want to play Devil's Advocate for a second and say that you're expecting, um, I guess, your, your, your expectations for there's DLC packs and they're always this got completely fucked up for Tiny Tina. <laughs> So come on, man! Expecting come something on. and getting it, uh, yeah, I don't know. But I'm hoping that this is just done well, and it doesn't matter what order it's in. Wait, because wait, sorry, hold up. At the bottom of this article, uh, article courtesy of uh, Video Games Chronicle, by the way, there's fine print that says that this DLC pack will be per- produced by Gearbox. Fuck, you're right. You're right. Shit. <laughs> Damn it. Oh. I'm sorry, your hopes got up over Hot Wheels and now Gearbox <laughs> is coming in to just throw it all away. No, Gearbox there's, has nothing to do with it. There's a gif of Randy Pitchford smiling and making direct <laughs> eye contact with me specifically while rubbing Holding his hands. Holding your USB and- stick. <laughs> <laughs> um, God damn it. <laughs> He's approaching, someone, is, um, he's approaching someone who's doing a voiceover and he's about to give them a wet willy while still making eye contact with me specifically. I don't know what this means for the DLC anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Side note, fuck you Randy Pitchford. <laughs> it's um, funny because Randy Pitchford isn't even involved with games anymore. He's gone over to um, Gearbox's uh, uh, like head studio that's got things to do with Hollywood now. Mm. He's trying to make it big in movies. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Josh go, but I, I have one more thing to say on this before we move on. All, all I want to say is I don't, don't have expectations because expectations is how you get let down. Fair enough. <laughs> but I, I think it looks good. It won't be as much of a letdown as the commenter, <laughs> the commenter who goes by the username Heathen, which makes sense. Motorcycles would have been much more interesting. Seems Playground has run out of fresh ideas. Fuck you, Heathen. Motorcycles would be a terrible idea. Motorcycles would be fun if they were done well. Burnout Paradise did motorcycles reasonably well, and it still felt like a complete departure from what they were trying to do with cars. So I would much rather they just do a funny, dumb DLC area like this. Fuck you. I would be fine if there was motorbikes if there was no cars. You know what I mean? Like, if it was its own thing, uh, then I'd be fine with motorbikes. Especially for Horizon, like, whatever. Like, it doesn't really matter what you're driving in the overworld, but have, like, motorbike-specific races and whatnot. So, hey, remember how 10 minutes ago I said I was going to break the flow again? Yeah. It's, uh, it's time to break the flow. We got our breaking Xbox news. Um, they've uh, made some big announcements saying that this is going to be their, um, their way of building their gaming platform for the next 20 years. Um, quickly, a quick overview. Uh, they're bringing Xbox app to the Samsung 2022 smart TVs. They're expanding yeah. Xpl- Xbox cloud gaming to more countries. Uh, new gaming experiences to Microsoft Edge and Windows 11, mm-hmm. uh, rolling out updates for Game Pass members and introducing more options uh, to express yourself with the Xbox Design Lab. So I'll go over each one pretty... Like, I'll get the bullet points for each one. Doesn't doesn't sound like Connect is making a comeback, so I, Honestly, I, I all sleep. Of, 
all of that stuff is known. It's just they're clarifying it by the sounds of it. I don't even know if we really need to discuss it. No, we they're can. going into deep detail about all of these. And one of them I want to point and laugh at because Xbox fanboys were pointing and laughing at Sony for doing this. And now Xbox is announcing they're doing it too. Okay, um, shoot. So uh, Samsung bringing Xbox app to uh, Samsung TVs. They're saying um, it's just going to be straight up cloud system into the Samsung integration. All you have to do is sign into a Microsoft account on that TV, uh, like into the Xbox app. Uh, connect yep. the Bluetooth controller and you're good to go. If you have a Game Pass Ultimate uh, membership, then you can uh, play any game that you have and uh, uh, you can play Fortnite without a subscription. <laughs> um, <laughs> cloud gaming getting expanded. It's coming to Argentina and New Zealand now. Yay. Did um, you hear that, Argentinian guys? You and I are the same. I don't think there's anything too interesting about the Microsoft Edge and Windows 11 stuff, so I'll skip over that for now. Uh, so here's the thing I want to laugh at. Um, they just announced their first details for something called Projects Moorcroft, which is going to be, um, if you have Xbox uh, Game Pass, then uh, you can play select demos of games, uh, for, well, with the subscription now. So uh. doing the thing that the PlayStation is doing with their subscription where, um, before major releases come out, you get a curated demo for those that you have to pay for. And you know what's funny is I'm pretty sure Nintendo does this as part of their online offering, they and do, no yeah. one no one laughs at them for that because people it's, are just it's Nintendo. Just, they get a free pass. Well, it's not even they get a free pass. It's just pe- people people laughed at it, but it was like it's Nintendo. They were going to do something weird like that anyway. So when an actual game company does it, like Sony, people are like, oh, that's kind of weird. And now that Xbox is doing it, I. <laughs> In the middle of all three, just laugh at all three and go, "Who the fuck buy? It? Who the fuck would pay money for curated demos?" Yeah, dumb. It, it's it's very stupid. Oh, does it mention uh, if they have the same development requirements that Sony imposed of making large publishers build a fucking demo that has to be available for three months? Uh it doesn't on this um on this thing, but I saw on Twitter someone that saying that uh, one Xbox representative said that um. It, Moorcroft is going to be kind of like a virtual E3. So I guess they're going to be kind of like that, whereas like curated demos made for like what would be a show floor presentation. Weird, and I don't like it. <laughs> they also said they're going to be compensating developers for that, for this, but I also oh. kind of assume that Sony is going to be compensating developers for those because um they they compensate them for the games on PlayStation Plus in general already, so... It, I just kind of put two and two together for that. I'd be so curious, just like even just sort of raw ballpark figures. Like again, I don't think we're ever going to see them. But Sony slash Microsoft will have like numbers for how many people have played the demo, yep, and, and they uh, would Microsoft also... is saying they're going to give those numbers to the developers. Right, but I'm saying for us as the general public, I'd be interested to know how many people still use demos as the main thing for whether or not they would buy a game. Because I don't think I, at least in my age bracket, know anyone that would buy a game based on a based on how a demo plays. It would be based on critical reviews and and friend uh, anecdotes. Um, I bought a game recently off a demo. Um, Triangle Strategy had a demo that I was like, yeah, you know what, this is actually fun. I can play this, and yeah, I, it, I bought it. It depends if a game has a demo and you get to check it out because not a lot of games do demos these days anymore. No, and the demos well, that's what I'm that, saying, that, is that I'll. I, play and I, judge thing off is like I get 
the the start of the game or whatever right not a curated a curated you play this part of the game that we know you'll like kind of thing if it's like hey you know, play the start of the game or play uh, uh you know if uh say for example mario strikers had a demo and it was play three games and if you like it you buy the game yeah i'd, I'd buy a game off that last demo that i played was Kirby forgotten land didn't buy the full game i think the last demo i played was um I bought Kirby off it was the actually I was Octopath Kirby Traveler, anyway. and I bought Octopath Traveler based on that demo. Yeah, it was another one game I bought actually for off the demo because I was like, "Yeah, this is fun." Hmm. Okay, no, I'll I'll uh, I'll retract that statement. I didn't think demos were as popular as a way of determining whether or not people buy games. Clearly, that's wrong. That's fine. Honestly, mostly just for the Nintendo kind of games. <laughs> and, Fair enough. And final piece of sudden Xbox news that's flooding my timeline: uh, Xbox is saying they're planning to release five exclusives within this fiscal year. Well, they kind of have to, right? Wait, this fiscal year? Yep. Or the, you, so okay, from that's July like 20 first, days. Ju- from July 1st, 2022 to June 30th, 2023. So next fiscal year, okay. It's, very it, good. This, this fiscal year is... Uh, oh, wait, no, it's like, only June. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> that's next, what I was like. That's 20 days. <laughs> no, 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 yep, but, never but, mind but, the next fiscal year. My bad. No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, no, no, no American but, no, fiscal no, years operate differently. Well, it's, it's not even that. It's still... Uh, actually, I, th- I think America might be like March to March because they talk about tax season in like April or something. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's rough. It's there, early in the year. There's, but, there but, starts July first, twenty twenty two. So yeah. But with but if I was to say I'm going to I'm going to hang out with you guys this Saturday and it's not Saturday yet, I'm going to hang out with you guys this fiscal year. It's not this fiscal year yet. It, that's not how that works. <laughs> it's like saying, oh, I'm going to hang out with you guys this year. See you next year. Like. It's a long period of time, not see you this Saturday because it is not currently a Saturday. If I used to, if you said to me, see you this Saturday on Saturday morning, I would be like, today? Question mark. I didn't oh. think I didn't think a quick statement of Xbox is promising to release it five games in the next twelve months was going to be so so topical. Controversial. Controversial. <laughs> hey, Josh, Josh, I, 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 controversial yet so brave. <laughs> Josh, I, I, I respect your feedback, but I'd respect it more if you didn't call Rocket League a football clone. So <laughs> I think I still have the moral high ground here. Look, everyone's got moral high ground over me, in my opinions. That's just fact. <laughs> Shit, but now I'm just agreeing with them. because I have opinions. Just, yeah, just because yeah, I'm the one but, having the opinions doesn't mean I necessarily agree with them. <laughs> I, I, I want to agree with that statement, but this comes from the guy who said that Rocket League was a football clone, which I don't agree with. Can I half agree with the statement? Who am I? <laughs> What's going on? The borders to New Zealand open back up yet? Because I'm a whoop some ass. <laughs> Not before you get some knuckles, G fuel. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> second last piece on of news, news now. <laughs> second last piece of news: uh, the ESA promises that E3 will be back for sure next year. Is that it? I- <laughs> I'm yeah. not excited. And finally, <laughs> Jeff Keeley's jerking off into the public. <laughs> Yeah, I, just, I, I, I don't I, believe I, them. I think they'll cancel E3 again next year. I hope they do. I, I just find it funny that, like, <laughs> I don't know. There's something about the phrasing of uh, the ESA promises that E3 will be back in 2023. <laughs> I like that the sub the subheadline is "Will it really though?" <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> yeah, also true. But, like, I don't know. For some reason, it's just like. You, you hear about what people want to do next year. It's like, you know, this thing will happen next year, says this boss or whatever. The idea that the ESA is just saying, we promise E3 will be on next year. It just, it feels different. It, I don't know if, why. Even if it doesn't show back up, we've got Jeff Keighley on our backs. True, true. I just, Jeff Keighley can just leave, please. If someone else ran E3, I'd be more excited for I him. I love the Dorito Pope. 
he has a he has a very deep, intimate friendship with uh, Hideo Kojima, and I'm here for it. Is he is he more kind of like the Church of Cool Ranch kind of guy? Or hold on, let me find it. No, we don't need to do please, this. Please All don't. Right. So moving on, PlayStation State of Play, Seth. Okay. Um. Careful, you'll confuse him. He's doing two things at once. <laughs> yes, actually. Um, he he is one hundred percent a nacho cheese person. Disgusting. All right, PlayStation State of Play. All right. So same with the Sonic thing. I'm just going to run down the bullet points, and if there's anything you guys want to talk about, just cut me off. Uh, Resident Evil 4, they opened up with Resident Evil 4 hey, Remake. But Seth, what if there's something we don't want to talk about? Do we still cut yeah. you off? Wait, shit, sorry. <laughs> I will continue and act like you didn't cut me off. So Resident Evil 4 Remake got announced to, uh, for March 24th, 2023. They're also including PSVR 2 content for that game. Uh, Exclusive content. Boo. Yeah. All right, sorry, move on. Uh, second up, they announced um, Resident Evil 8 is getting PSVR uh, support uh, whenever that comes out. Um, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 Retribution is announced for PSVR 2. No Man's Sky is coming to PSVR 2. And Can someone Horizon give me Call a, a, a one-second summary of the difference between PSVR 1 and PSVR 2? It's basically just an upgrade, right? An upgrade without the without needing the camera. Yeah. Sorry, yes. or, 2 or is better, better than 1. They, they, haven't, yeah, yeah, but- they haven't really announced too many details about it, but it's basically just a straight upgrade with better screens. Uh, better controller support and yeah okay so it's yeah. not it's not like an oculus to vive type thing it's the same kind of system yeah uh, i don't i i'm not sure if it's the same kind of system they might change it up mm. anyway continue i'm well any any no man's sky news is good um you know it's that's cool I, that vr I, I, trailer was interesting for no man's sky mm, i'm pretty sure there's vr i think there's vr support for steam could be wrong on that or at least there's mod support for vr on steam for no man's sky so cool that it's getting what sounds like first party support for psvr 2 so anyway continue yep uh horizon called the mountain got a trailer which is also a playstation vr 2 game um that looks interesting uh moving on to actual games and not just vr games um spider-man and spider-man miles morales are coming to pc in august which was very surprising to me i wasn't expecting a pc port announcement at his playstation set of play you mean the game that insomniac swore up and down that it will remain playstation exclusive forever <laughs> yeah. that is now not playstation exclusive forever you were surprised at hearing that news hmm. yeah that one i yeah. can't wonder why no i was surprised at here i was surprised at hearing about a pc port on this i know but fuck you insomniac piece of shit don't lie to me <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, they probably didn't know about it back in 2018. Then don't promise things. <laughs> uh, Stray, the vi- the video game where you play as a cat in a futuristic uh, cyberpunk dystopian city is coming to PS4 and PS5 on July 19. It Which is, is 10 out of 10. It is also going to be free for PlayStation Plus Extra and PlayStation Plus Deluxe. It's also the one game I've been waiting for since the announcement of the PS5 when it <laughs> showed as a trailer, as a release title, basically. So, like, two years later, being able to finally get my hands on it, I'm looking forward to. Uh, the Calypso Protocol, which is uh, that um, Dead Space-ish is game Dead made Space by... Dead Space 1. Yeah, Dead Space 1 is coming December 2, 2022, which is funny because it's coming out before the Dead, the Dead Space 1 remake. Um, An appetit, if you will. <laughs> Rollerdrome is coming out August 16. That looks pretty interesting to me because it's kind of like a mix between Jet Set Radio and a third-person shooter. Um, from the looks of it, it's probably a single-player, like, arena sort of game. So I'll I'll be pretty into that. 
Mm. Um, it's Her Nights is coming out early 2023. That game looks hilarious to me because it has a it has a quick time event prompt that says hold R2 to hold hands. Turn out of time. Taking from Elden Ring thing year. where you can get hugged, so, you know. <laughs> uh, Street Fighter 6 is coming out 2023 and they changed the logo for the game so it is no longer stealing something from an asset, st- asset store and it actually looks good now. Um, also, immediately after this, 22 characters for the game got leaked, including a look at Ken Masters' model and Kami's new super move. Just a quick overview of the character leaks. It looks like we, we've heard before that um, the roster is probably going to be 25 characters. Based on this leak, it looks like we're going to get the eight World Warriors from Street Fighter 2's original release, eight new characters, uh, eight characters from uh, Street Fighter 2 to Street Fighter 5, like just returning characters in that time period, and then one boss character probably. And all the new characters look fantastic, but this is all me-specific news. I know Patrick and Josh have nothing to say about that. Uh, Ryu, Ryu is, uh, absolutely stacked. Hadouken! Ryu is 5'9 and 187 pounds, apparently. He does not is look that, at- Is that a lot? <laughs> no, no, that's, that's not a lot. He doesn't, he, he looks like he should be so much more than that. Yeah, okay, good, because I was going to say, he, he looks like he's 8 feet tall and weighs 500 pounds. Yes. <laughs> um, Tunic is coming to PS4 and PS5 on September 27. Um, season A Letter to the Future is coming autumn 2022. I didn't get a whole lot from this game's trailer and I'll probably skip it. Uh, did anyone I, have uh, any thoughts about this one? Uh, nope. No, I didn't see the trailer. I just want to point out the, the next dot point before you, before you read it because I have no context to this other than in all capital letters, Yoshi P, you beautiful man. All right, Seth, what Yoshi- does that mean? <laughs> Yoshi P is the producer for Final Fantasy 16 and after all these trailers, they put him up on, on stage and he's just like, hey everyone, I know you've been waiting a long time for Final Fantasy 16. We finished making the content for the game. We're just in bug polishing phase now. Here's a trailer. And that trailer looks fantastic. Shut the fuck up, Josh. You're not no, interrupting. No, it looks fucking horrible. <laughs> and I'm not the only one that has this opinion, which is wild to me. So many people I've spoken to have agreed with me. It does not need to be a fucking We're- Devil May Cry game in Final uh, Fantasy. I, I don't have a horse in this race, but I'm just, like, diametrically opposed to whatever Josh says, so congrats, Seth, I'm on your team. Thank you, thank you, Patrick. You're on the right side of history because literally everyone I've talked to, except for, like, our, like, shared circle, is has been positive on this game. Because everyone you speak to likes Devil May Cry and other juggling simulators. Nah, I get fucked. I don't want to no, play not, it. Not Steven every- doesn't like it either. <laughs> not everyone that I've talked to. Some some people don't like Devil May Cry, uh, or they're like massive uh, turn-based RPG fans, and they're still all on board for this game. Nah, nah. Look, look at what Final Fantasy fifteen was, and you told me that that was a success. No, God no. This looks I, nothing like fifteen, and you're insane. No, it looks exactly <laughs> like fifteen's combat with less dashing. That's all it is. Oh no, I hate it. Nah, nah. Just, you're, just, you're just give me an ATB gauge. Give me turn-based combat. That's all I need. So from the trailer, we saw some fantastic looking combat that looks extremely fun. Uh, so- oh yeah, especially including the, the Street Fighter boss bars to, to <laughs> correlate with the Street Fighter 6 news. Yeah. Nah, get um, fucked. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got, we got what looks like to be giant kaiju battles between the summons, which will be fantastic. Um, the end of the trailer has uh, the theme song singing the... Uh, the primal names, which is also fantastic. That, that song and, is cool, but all Final Fantasy music is cool. And uh, to top it all off, they're putting sex in the game. 
we won, lads. So I I looked at this and was like, wow, I should play a good Final Fantasy game and started playing Final Fantasy X. I highly recommend that anyone listening to this should go do the same. I think that this game looks fantastic. I look forward to it and I'm going to go play Dragon's Dogma soon because I feel like that's the closest thing that'll be to this game's combat system. And even then, it won't live. It probably won't live up to it. I look forward to basically just Seth pre-ordering this game and then going, wow, this can go next to my Final Fantasy 15 pre-order that I also hate because I spent way too much money on it. Wow, this game was such a waste of money. Get, get ready for that podcast. Nah, see, uh, 16 is being made by people that understand good combat systems and not someone that goes, oh, I'm old, I don't like pressing buttons, so you're just going to hold the buttons to attack and defend, or these these enemies shouldn't have tells that they're going to attack because that doesn't happen in real life, even though that doesn't make sense for a video game. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me that the entire, like, Batman Arkham series combat wasn't like how Batman actually fights people in real life? Absolutely not. Batman doesn't kill people. He just cripples them. <laughs> True. He there just are makes a lot of broken necks in that game. <laughs> kill them effectively. He makes no, them no, wish just, they were dead. Yeah, basically. <laughs> just like Final <laughs> Fantasy 16. No, 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 no just Final Fantasy 16 makes you wish. Damn it. Well played. No. Well played. Same team. I was team, so hyped for this game, and now I'm so against this game. Like uh, the world setting is cool. The story looks cool. The, the art is fantastic. The music is fantastic. Just take away the combat. Just take it away. I don't I, want it. Absolute insanity. The, fa- but, the combat looks but you fantastic. Know but you know what's not fantastic, Josh? Your attitude. All right? <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 has broken me. <laughs> to be fair, 15 is a terrible game with a terrible combat system. I've had enough. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but first, well... Uh, uh, we can anything, do the audience any- question without him. <laughs> Where you get let's, your bad let's, opinions? Let's, let's not hold that as a threat too much, Seth. Um, anything <laughs> final from the state of play from you? Uh, I thought it was uh, probably the best state of play they've ever done. Um, so if you could the, describe the absolute state of play, how would you describe it? The absolute state of play this time is very positive. Except for Final Fantasy cool. 16. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you to both of you for that absolute bumper news section, but good discussions. Lots to, uh, lots to look forward to. Lots to meme on. Looking at you, Sonic. Can't wait to have another long episode next week because of the Jeff Keighley show and the Xbox show. I mean, I'll, I'll oh talk boy. about the Xbox one. Jeff Keighley, it's like, whatever, man. And Steve won't even be here. Oh, Guess no, that his means we, we all sleeping. <laughs> he won't get uh, to celebrate. Anyway, audience question for this week. Peter writes in. Peter says, hi, guys. Uh, Peter Griffin? Cost, it, it doesn't say. It, just, it, was just, it was just Peter. I don't know. Could be Peter Griffin. Um, Can anyone do the Peter Parker? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was horrific, and I never want to hear that again. Uh, anyway, Peter writes in and says, Hi, Lois. Wait, shit. I'm kidding. Um, uh, writes, Hi, guys. Uh, with the cost of living going up, uh, what game world do you think would have the most stable cost of, li- uh, cost of living? And then in brackets, specifically rent. I think this is an interesting question. It's definitely not Spider-Man because that takes place in New York. <laughs> yeah. So- I was thinking something like Minecraft, but I feel like as soon as one bad thing happens, like one creeper attack, inflation goes through the roof and suddenly you're out on the street. I was thinking actually Skyrim, but then I was like, the dragons would just burn so many houses. Like, you'd just be paying so much money to find an actual house. Mm. Like, mm. actually, because I was also I'm- thinking The Sims, but The Sims is based in capitalist society, so that will also not be, not yeah, be good. J- just like my idea of living on the Monopoly board. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because I mentioned like Spider-Man, should we count uh, comic games? As opposed to not counting a genre of game in this? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the question's for video game world, so I'd, I'd probably count it. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to go with um the Batman Arkham games, because I imagine with the rates of crime that's in Gotham, the <laughs> rent is absurdly cheap. <laughs> Reminds me of that meme where the guy is like, like, he's like, oh, I heard this gunshot like every month, and I was wondering what it was, and they spoke to the neighbor, and he's just shot up in the air to keep the rent down. <laughs> I was thinking the same so meme, actually. That's crazy. That's excellent. Um, do you have an answer, Patrick? No, I don't. I don't know. I so many games I, I think of are either based in reality, in which case we're fucked, or they're based in such an absurdist reality that there's something in there that will kill me. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the problem. I think you know you know what? I'm gonna say Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh no, the the fucking market is shit in that. <laughs> you can't afford a house. But that's realistic. <laughs> and even if you, and even if you and could it's stable you can't get to at the one. point so you're missing the thing here, Seth. It's stable in that it's completely unobtainable and it will stay that way forever. <laughs> so that's my service. take on the question. So, so it can't get worse. In I fact, see. Exactly. <laughs> it can't get worse. It can't get better. It's stable at unaffordable, just like real life. And when there is a house, you have to enter via a lottery system. Just like real life. <laughs> oh, actually. The lottery system is how you're born. <laughs> what, what, what would you get? Hmm. Hmm. So the one that springs to mind that I think is somewhat of an actual answer is uh, Breath of the Wild. Because one, you can actually buy a house. There are no houses. No, no, no. You can buy a house in Breath of the Wild. You can even make a village around it. Yeah. Um, But but even with that too, there's a way to cheat that old man out of millions of dollars in that shell game. (laughs) Why the the old man has millions of dollars, I don't know. But there is a way for anyone to afford a house in, in in that universe. So, and I don't think... I don't think Breath of the Wild, at least where that house is, has immediate threats to your health and safety. You know, with mm. every every Pokemon game beginning with you moving to a new location or already living oh, in a house, I can't. Smart. I imagine those. Yeah, but there's worlds. not enough houses, and like you look at your house and you're like, oh, I've got a room, but where do my parents live? Like they don't. <laughs> they like, live in the kitchen where they belong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean you walk into most houses and it's just a single room. And it's just like a table. There's no beds. There's no nothing, man. That's a uh, that's fucking that's some bullshit. Actually, on the back of that though, how many times do you walk into a house somewhere in like a town or a village and there isn't someone living in? I haven't seen a for sale sign in any town in Pokemon. No. What about what about Monster Hunter? Are they building all the cities and living in a big commune? Yeah, was, but you got to find the no monsters. Yeah, you, I was, the, I was, the, I was the, thinking that. Like, it's the, all fun yeah, and games just... until you have to fight the monster that, well, until you have to hunt the monster. Yeah, the rent is fighting a Rapalos. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Um, I don't. I don't think there is a good answer. <laughs> to be honest, not to my knowledge. Everything is fucked. Yeah. 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 I don't uh, know because either the things I'm thinking of is like the rent is completely unobtainable. Or it's too easy to obtain and there's or danger. Or houses don't exist in that or world. Or they don't exist. Yeah, they just straight up don't exist. Oh, oh the, the igloos on the side of the track in uh, Snowy Mountain on uh, Mario Kart. Or whatever the snow, not, it's not Snowy Mountain. Igloos, man, that has the, windows. I can't afford that. The igloos <laughs> that you can destroy in Sonic Unleashed. <laughs> I, yeah, I think yeah. for some reason this is, actually, this is a harder question than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Because most of the games I'm thinking of just, there, there is no house because there's never been a need for a plot device. What about <laughs> Last of Us? They kind of just walk in and take a house and there's no rent. Uh, true, but that's that, because the rent is controlled by, uh, by zombies. Unless, yeah. you're, unless you're in Tommy's town. 
Yeah, it does True, but then the rent is controlled by Tommy, who is arguably scarier than the zombies. By the end of it, yeah. There's there's a bun- there's an abundance of uh, houses in Near Automata. I was thinking Near Automata, but also like not really. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking at Near and Near Automata on my shelf, and I'm just like, I could say those as a joke, but realistically, they're pretty bad. Yeah, they're they're pretty bad. <laughs> um, what about no, no? You know what? I'm gonna go with Civilization Five, <laughs> where, where you only have to worry about Gandhi. Yeah. <laughs> Also, because, like, you don't really have to worry about... Actually, no, because the whole things are based around income going up and down. Yeah, no, I don't know. People die all the time when there's not enough... Oh, I don't know. Stardew Valley. I'm choosing Stardew Valley. Oh, shit. That's a good call. Yeah. Okay, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to think of one. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Uh, the Rocket League Stadium. I'll just be one of those eggs that just exists in <laughs> purgatory. Just jump up and down. Yeah. <laughs> But never, but, never need to but eat. Ro- never is, need to sleep. But are you uh, are you, you uh, simulating soccer with that, Seth? How would you how would you like to get introduced to the sweet sweet taste of knuckles G fuel? <laughs> I was waiting for it. You're talking about sour power. I'd love some. <laughs> well, I got my answer. Seth got his, and Patrick's a disappointment as always. So, <laughs> you know what my last thought was. Um, age of mythology where the population is controlled by houses then I thought wait that gets dicey really quick <laughs> yeah, that gets really dicey real quick Zeus just decides one day that he's had enough and bombs you from the sky with lightning elephants <laughs> trample everything you love <laughs> the, the only other one that was that was slightly more serious would be like some sort of trailer park system in one of the motor storm games because that's basically just a commune um, and I'd probably be okay with that but uh I, I oh. don't know how they how they how they uh, run. The, I don't know how they run their real estate business. Patrick, you could Patrick, you can have Animal Crossing. I'm changing my answer to Kingdom Hearts One because if you if you're, <laughs> you have your mind, <laughs> if your planet dies, then you get sent to Travis Town, which just makes a house for you. Yes. Okay, but Travis Town <laughs> is like you. You spend most of your zones in the city being attacked by Harlots. <laughs> That's in Zone Two and Three. If you if you get a house in Zone One, you're fine. Yeah, but if why you is, don't, what, you're, why does you're the sound, Why does the sun dangerously close to why we can't live in Last of Us World? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it sounds a lot more like Hunger Games. But anyway, what, what district are you in? Oh, unlucky. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, no! You you only ever see one person in Travis Town die, and then Geppetto shows up, and he's safe. You only see one person die because the rest <laughs> of them are already dead. Do how many people do you see in that zone? Uh, you see the Final Fantasy crew. You see like five NPCs. You see Huey, Dewey, and Louie. You, uh, yes, you see the people that can fight and up, and are main characters that can't die without Disney's just turning their heads. Like <laughs> you also see a recolor of Titus. <laughs> In the first island, you get to see Waka being racist on the beach. <laughs> that, that's just Final Fantasy X. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's the same thing. All right, well, I'm done with this question. I'm, I'm time for bids. Yeah, uh, I think I'm done with this question too. Uh, if you or someone that you know, uh, looking at you, lovely listener, uh, has a question that you would like us to answer, get in touch. We're on Facebook at Boss Travel Lounge. Uh, we're on Twitter at Boss Travel Lounge minus one of the L's. Or on good old-fashioned email, fasttravelounge at gmail.com. If you're listening to this on a platform that you can give some form of rating, appreciation, comment, subscription, review, etc. to, uh, please do. Please send uh, also send this to someone who you think might enjoy listening to me ramble and get angry at Josh for two hours. Uh, I'm sure the person that you send it to 
would really appreciate it, as would we. Uh, anyway, this brings us to the end of episode 27. Uh, do we have anything on the cards for episode 28 next week? Uh, obviously, you mentioned the news. That's going to be a large component of it. Uh, I'll be playing Mario Strikers. Looking forward to that. And watching Emperor's New Groove again with the boys. Yeah, boy. Uh, I'm not sure what I've got on my plate, actually. Now that Ace Attorney Freeze are finally um, not looming over me anymore, is I'm free to do anything I want. Gonna play Final Fantasy X. Cool. Well, I have been Patrick. I have been joined by Seth and Josh. You've been listening to Fast Travel Lounge, episode 27. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Final Fantasy 16 is going to be one of the games of all time. 